What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne. This is the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Lini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. And Coach Stradamus will definitely be here in the building today. Welcome to the Wake Up Show, man. This is the this is going to be the Blue Chip Mindset, episode number 60, where we're talking about keeping your mind on your money and your money on your mind. The Blue Chip represents, in traditional three-chip poker, three-color chip poker, the largest chip. This is where we get you to understand that you need that pedigree and the pedigree was within, within your mind. All right. Your mind's going to dictate where you go into this life. Not no peace leave. All right. Now here's the deal. I got a secret for y'all and remind me to tell you what the answer is in the next 10 minutes. How do you get rich? How do you get rich? That's the question. I'm going to give you the answer. Now, let me just tell you something. I don't have a job right now. Just so you know, people be watching me finances. People trying to parlay off me. People trying to get a little bit of dollars <laughs> off of decisions you made long time ago. People out here watching. You got pocket watchers, haters. You got people watching me. You know what I mean? It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Woo in here. Anyway, everybody give themselves a woo in the building. Check this out, man. We got a great show. And let me go ahead and say, trigger warning, viewer discretion is advised. You are choosing to watch this content. New, 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 new Remember, the question is, how do you get rich? I'm broke. I don't have a job. I don't own anything in my name. I own no businesses in my name, just so you know. So if you do come looking for something, I I don't have a job. I got money. All right. But with that being said, woo, how do you get rich? Remember that. Remember that, and viewer discretion is advised. And by the way, this show does not promote hate or harm of any person based on their weight, their gender, their relationship status, their race, or class. If I do say something about somebody from those echelons, I'm describing you. I'm not demeaning you or belittling you. I'm just describing you. Now, specifically, the goal of this show is to promote healthy choices, specifically for men in lifestyle finances and in emotional relationships. So I hope everybody woke up this morning. You stretched. All right, you stretched your hamstrings, you stretched your lower back, you stretched out a junior college girl. I don't know what to tell you. You got 20 minutes of some cardio in or some core exercises, some push-ups. Everybody get their physical activity in. That is priority one. Your first, your first stage of wealth is your health. And if you treat your health wrong, you definitely won't have wealth for very long. So anyway, here are the topics for today's show. We're going to talk about the belly deli girl. Apparently getting the bag, people have found the belly deli girl. And she get in the bag. Hey, shout out to her. Yeah, man, jumping rope. Go ahead and jump rope. Jumping rope is a skill, right? It is a skill that you can easily adapt to. Some people aren't coordinated enough to get jump roping efficiently. But Belly Deli Girls getting the bag. 
We're going to say, follow the money. We're going to get into the blue chip mindset. Follow the money. You're going to see where Coach Adamus was warning you. And I told you this pretty much since 2018. Uh, economic collapse, epic proportions, CGA predicting a lot of things. All right. This is why they called me Coach Adamus. But uh, it's getting real out here. Shit's getting real. We're going to take you through that. Uh, it's going to be a little doom and gloom. Yes, it is. But it's. I want you to think of it optimistically because we're providing solutions within this doom and gloom, meaning I'm telling you how to avoid the traps and the pitfalls. I'm telling you, right? Don't get into relationships right now. It ain't worth it. All right. Uh, don't tie yourself down to a woman economically, financially. Don't do that. Focus on yourself. Actually give yourself the building blocks, which uh, which we told you the building blocks were in the, my course, Unapologetically Masculine. We gave you literal building blocks on how to do what? Avoid the pitfalls and get yourself into the position where you're recession proof. All right. Don't tell me I don't provide decisions. All right. Or solutions. By the way, I had an apology video on my notorious channel. Check it out. I had to apologize to many people here. Yes, I did. I finally I broke down. This is the year of the apology. You know what I mean? I saw dudes apologizing for bad dates. I saw dudes apologizing for being passport bros. Yesterday, I had to throw my apology video in there, too. And it was from my sincere. It was from my heart. All right. I had to dial my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had to show you I had a I had I had to show you I had a sensitive side. <laughs> so go watch my apology video. I apologize for 2004. <laughs> here we go. Uh the dating market collapsed before the economy did. We're going to show you a couple of women here chasing their tail, looking for good men, economically attractive men. I'm sorry. It's too late. Too late, baby. Bye-bye. All right. Who else is in here? We had a uh, oh, teacher, a teacher adopted a black young black male. All right. Which we call bulls. A teacher adopts a bull as her own personal sex slave. We always think women hold the moral high ground in this country. And I will tell you, it is the opposite. But that's neither here nor there. And nobody's safe. We're going to get into the five steps to prepare yourself for an economic crisis. Oh, it's coming, guys. It's coming. New, 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 I don't care, man. You know what I mean? If you're in denial right now, you got to be the biggest oxygen thief of all time. All right. Stop stealing my oxygen here. We're going to talk about nobody's safe out here. Not even us YouTubers. Not even us dudes that don't have jobs. Not even the rich are safe. People are in desperate times and the biggest thieves are coming out. We're going to look at it. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. He about to take a L. He only got $2,000 in his bank account. I heard you both had the same bank account, dumb ninja. What you thinking about? Get rid of that devil real simple. You know what to the temple. Because you can't. Okay, I can't say the rest because they'll really get me over here. New, 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 All right, uh, man. Wow. Let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. Uh, to contribute to the day show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. All right. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams on PayPal. And that link is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Since this is the realest channel on YouTube, you cannot super chat on that channel. They said, uh-uh, you can't be an engine for life crew. That's what he said. And then you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. So you can bounce back and forth. Hit your super chat. Get back into the live chat over here. I don't care how you do it. But I do care if you hit that like button. You got to hit that like button, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't hit that like button, we going to get a little belly deli. But look, before we get belly deli, all right, before we get belly deli, you know the belly deli girl. Well, apparently, apparently, she probably has reached out to me on Instagram like, yo, chill out on my belly deli. But you don't want putting that belly out there. And you ain't ashamed of that belly. But apparently, check this out. 
I'm not trying to send y'all over there. So I'm not going to reveal who she is name wise. But apparently, let me see if I can do this. All right. Apparently, she get in the bag. We're going to show you real quick. I got to show y'all. I got to show y'all. Here it is right there. And, and she looks a little different. You see her? She got her hair done now. Uh, but, uh, oh, you know what? I, I shared the wrong tab. I shared the wrong tab because you won't be able to hear the volume. And then you'll be like, ah, I can't hear it. But apparently, there she is. Hey, let's give her a round of applause there. Oh, the humanity. And she's still trying to pull that belly out. All right, she's still trying to talk about that belly. Let's hear it. It's an insult, baby. This is an insult. Hold on, hold on. This is an insult. I hate to see a compliment. I can't believe some of y'all still trying to use fat as an insult, baby. This is an insult. She's trying to convince y'all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, this is an insult. She trying to let y'all know. <laughs> Holy! I baby. hate to see a compliment. Oh, I can't believe some of y'all still trying to use fat as an insult, baby. This is an insult. She trying to tell y'all, boy, she got that oh, thing under there, boy. This is an insult. Hey, the fupa print go crazy, babe. The fupa print go crazy. This girl all over the place. As a matter of fact, I believe she has an ad for Target. I mean, this is how crazy it is, guys. Look, I think this is her. I'm not sure, but it, her 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 voice sounds the same. All right, apparently this is her. Black beyond measures. She got an ad for dude. I get over here canceled on a daily basis, and she got an ad. Mm. Oh my goodness! Wait a minute. This year, Target's Black History Month collection is 100% black owned, black founded, and black designed. So let's see what's gonna go in my bag. Now I've been heard a lot about this mango oh, sauce from DC, so it's going in the bag. Now, if the wings is in the sauce, I'm going to need a drink. So me and the bees is going in the bag. Wait, let me get another one. Have y'all ever seen bamboo toilet paper? Neither me. But it's going in the bag. And since we got toilet paper, we need wipes. And these, they're very proudly going in the bag. Now let's get into some beauty. Y'all know I love a good lash. In the bag. Man. <laughs> hey, listen, I ain't mad at her. I'm glad that she get in the bag. You know what I mean? Because we had a bag of laughs for her. Man, you know what? You know what's going on with the world here. This is the same woman. If you're new to my show, you definitely ain't hit the like button yet. And this is the reason why you ain't hit the like button. This is this is the woman. This is the same woman right here. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. In her bathroom. Y'all see how scrum diddly um shit? No you effort. Look. In her bathroom. Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared oh, of a little belly belly? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it. I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Man, I tell you, brothers, hey, man, the bare minimum, they get all this average. Dude, the future is definitely female. That doesn't mean we're going to be in a good way, but. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> I do all of this work. I can't get Spotify to return my calls. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. Thank you for the early contributions. Leaf is in the building over on the Super Chat on the Notorious cga channel shout out to stony montana the future is bw bbw badly built women 
He says, prepare your popcorn, barbecue, and provisions accordingly. Prepare it, guys. It's barbecue in there. I ain't trying to help y'all out. The, guys, the message is, and I want you to be optimistic about this. This is no time to be pessimist. You better get on your job, though. All right. I'm going to give you, uh, let me get to the, let me get to the super chats. I'm going to give you the answer on how to get rich. All right. It's a one word answer. And I want you to write it down. Shout out to Simon Small, Fist Bump. Thank you, man. Desert Brew Crew. He says, make up your mind or the you know who. Let's give it to him. New, 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 new world. We'll make it up for you. They all allow sheeps to head to slaughter. He says, people go around digging in the trash today. They're going around digging in the trash. He says, think long game. God bless CGA in the game. Yes, indeed. All right. JC says, what up, coach? I joined CGA's local members this morning looking to get some financial advice and bring my engineer 3D V uh, VFX and animation skills to y'all. Hey, um, check this out. Uh, locals is more for uh, more for you, the coach gang. You guys can share information with each other. And then we also talk about the dark side. That's what locals is for. But if you want to get into the financial game and the money mindset, Sunday evening streams, that is going to be on Patreon, the $50 level. So go to patreon.com backslash coach greg adams for the community group where we focus on the mindset the mil the million dollar mindset which we're going to get to in a minute let's go over on cash app then i'll give you the one word answer on how to get rich every man should know this i it, but i'm not rich though all right but i hunger we're going to get into that in a minute kirby says the blue chip mindset in all age groups is a 10 baby is a 10, baby. Yes, indeed. Next day, Vault says, health is truly wealth. Let's get it. it, it, it did you do anything to benefit your health this morning? You know what I mean? I get up. I go to my home gym. I do my 20 to 25 minutes of exercises, all core, all body weight, stretching routine. And then I do a small bit of cardio. But my cardio and my strength training comes much later in the day. Rosalind is going to be here today. So she's going to be all in my way. All right. I'll be in my gym and Rosalinda comes in with the vacuum. Hola, Gregorio. I'd be like, would you get out of here with that damn thing? Okay, you can clean up. <laughs> All right. All right, but help is your wealth. Marriage or hell no, says paying tuition for rocking my Mets cap, coach. All right, I know people had some smoke for me for rocking that Mets cap. All right, let's go to PayPal, Venmo, and here's the word of the day. Here's the word of the day. And um, I'm going to give you some examples of this. How do you get rich? One word answer, slowly. Slowly. Okay, slowly. Slowly. <laughs> because here's the deal. At the end of the day, we all want to get rich quick. That shit ain't no damn plan. And a lot of the brothers that get rich quickly end up losing it quickly. Slowly. You got to build it slowly, deliberately. Action steps. Don't get impatient. Don't throw caution to the wind. Don't throw shit on the dartboard. Don't go out there and try to scheme people. Don't manipulate. Don't lie. Don't mislead. Just do it slowly over time. That's how you maintain it. Getting rich quick oftentimes tries to insinuate that there are shortcuts. And sometimes you have to make a deal with the devil. When you make a deal with the devil, the devil will show up with the receipts at will. And then they will tell you, devil will tell you then what you owe the devil. You don't want that. You don't want that. If you want a scam, if you want a drug deal, if you want to pimp hoes, if you want to do all of these things, guys, you're going to get caught. 
you're going to get caught. So how do you get rich? The answer is slowly. Somebody says, even the Bible says, accumulate slowly. Proverbs 13 and 11. I'm always in sync with the Bible. I'm always in sync with the Bible. How do you get rich, Coach Gang? Slowly. All right, that's what you do here. That's going to be our secret, and that's going to be our mindset. That way you don't make mistakes. Where are we at here? We got Macaroni Tony, save and invest more than you earn. It's boring. It takes time. You're on one accord, Macaroni. And he says, but eventually you will be rich. And we're going to talk about what rich is in a financial sense. But sometimes when you're single and alone, when you're a lonely old man, rich can be very much under what you would think you need to have to be rich. All right. So it's he, he's in one accord with us. Boring, deliberate, slowly pacing yourself. That wins the race. Anybody that's ever competed in track and field knows that. All right. I ran track and field myself. All right. Uh, I ran the 100 and the 200. I hated the 200 meter dash. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it every time. But most people who run the one have to run the two. Um, and my co my I was really bad on the curves, but my straightaway game was on point. Anytime they put me on a relay and I had to run the the uh, the lead or the third leg, I hated it. I won it straight away. So the point I'm saying is in the 200 meters, you you could blow your load on the curve. <laughs> you blow your load, you blow your load on the curve, right? You're starting off in a staggered position, right? You everybody staggered, you go and you're trying to get ahead, you can't really see how far ahead you are because everybody's kind of behind, right? So you start off, and you want to run and get ahead, so by the time you get to the straightaway, you can see where you are. Now, sometimes you go out all too hard, pause, on the curve, and then by the time you get around the curve, you might be ahead by the time you get to the straightaway when everybody evens out. However, <laughs> however, if you actually used up too much of your energy and you didn't pace yourself, People will pass you by the time you get to the 50 uh, meter mark, where it's 50 meters left. Okay. And then, then you're going to get picked off at the uh, finish line. So it's definitely about pacing yourself. Pace, pace, pace. Shout out to everybody who ran anything past the 200 meters. I admire you. <laughs> okay. I hated the four. Every now and then I had to sub in for the four by four and I was hiding at the track meets because it was the last meet of the day and they always needed a runner. And they were like, we need somebody for the four by four. I'm out of there. I was like, what? <laughs> All right. Anyway, Eddie says, I've been studying for my AWS CLF certification. It's a fin ops. He says, I do Grubhub, DoorDash on the side while volunteering at local events. This helps me focus on the most important things in life. Thanks, coach. Indeed. Thank you, man. Shout out to El Jefe says all my brothers are going to have to get their money game on in the next couple of years for the coming economic change due to immigration policies of today. Coach Adamas is on it 10 to 20 years before it happens. Oh, man, boy. It's going to be an interesting world. Hey, the there was a guy named Lou Dobbs. Anybody remember him? He used to be the guy who signaled off the middle class is eroding. They're killing the middle class. The middle class is shrinking. Nobody said anything. This was probably about the mid-2000s. Lou Dobbs was a thing on CNN back when CNN was somewhat legit. All right. Lou Dobbs would be out there telling you the sky is falling. And now people thought, you know, when normies, oxygen thieves, knuckle draggers, mouth breathers, ham and eggers, when people say something 
is going to be. They think like tomorrow. Okay. They think tomorrow, like, hey, the middle class is eroding. They look outside like this. They'd be like. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> then they look up and they like, not really. They come back inside. It's like you lying. <laughs> They'd be like, no, for real. Normies be like. The next day they'll look. And if it's not there right in front of their face, they don't see it. They'd be like. <laughs> Who are you? And you're like, well, when I say it's eroding, you're not going to feel the effects tomorrow. Like, for example, remember when I said eggs were $9 to $10? I said that about three or four weeks ago. About, about three or four weeks ago, I was like, eggs are like $9. Remember I had that conversation? And people were like, where do you live? <laughs> there were certain people that said, what are you talking about? Where do you live? Now they're putting security tags on eggs. Now there's memes on eggs. I swear to God, normies, you guys are slow. Somebody says I bought something for $6. People are slow. Y'all slow to catch up. Y'all slow to catch up, man. I'm, I'm watching things, and I'll be like, hey, did y'all see that? And then y'all be like, nah, I don't see it. Next day, I don't see it. Coach, oh, coach is tripping. Then the next week, you see the memes, okay? It's crazy. You got to stay ready, man. I, when I see stuff, I see stuff. Okay, people in the Midwest, nowhere's land. People in the Midwest be like, people in the Midwest be like, it's not like that in the middle of Topeka, Kansas. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, listen, consider the source. If you're in the Midwest, shout out to everybody in the Midwest, but you're about to get dissed right now. You're about to get dissed. All right, hold on. I don't mean anything. I don't mean any harm. But if you live in the Midwest, you're just, how can I say this and be nice? <laughs> If you live in the Midwest, you're not technically in the country. You're here to connect the West Coast with the East Coast. I, that, that's what it is. I'm just. Yeah, I mean, nobody moves in where you're moving. <laughs> All right. You're just there. You were the gateway to the West, like literally, like Louis, like the French sold y'all's asses land and skedaddled and got out of here. You know what I mean? Like you are literally in a zone called the flyover state. You know what I mean? Like you're OK, let me stop. <laughs> OK, let me stop. OK, I'll stop. I'll stop. You're literally OK, let me stop. Shout out to everybody in the Midwest. I know, I know, I know. I kid, I kid. I can't. All right, listen. You're literally in like 28 below zero weather. In the summer, it's raining cats and dogs. And not only that, you guys be out there getting tornadoes. You guys get tornadoes, cyclones, cyclopses. You guys live in muck. In mu okay, let me stop. All right, let me stop. Okay, everybody, look. Hey, Midwest people stand up. Midwest people stand up. I kid. We, we love you. We love you. We love you, too. You part of the coach gang. We all Americans. <laughs> all right. Okay, wait. All right. Anyway, uh, Detroit, Deshaun says, the, uh, Deshaun Rose says, Deshaun here. He says, I'm at my job sitting in my truck, but tuned in for this lesson. And, yes, you are the best damn show on YouTube. We in here winning. 
We in, we in there winning. Yeah, they got mosquitoes, lakes with just sitting water, catfish. You know what I mean? <laughs> they water be just going under, you know what I mean, at any moment. Oh, our water's bad. All right, shout out to the Midwest, though. I love you guys. I love you guys. And let me get one PayPal, and I'll get in here. Hey, if you're from a Midwest state, stand up. Represent your state. Represent your state. All right, shout out to No Government Name. Coach, don't forget about doing the stream about the benefits and pitfalls of entrepreneurship. Yes. Uh, did I do that last week? We'll, we'll do it next week. You promised last week that you would do a stream this week about uh, since I did one on working on the corporate plantation. You said, remind you, that's why I'm sending this. Appreciate you, man. Yes, we'll do that. I'm going to make a note right now because I have to talk about that. The benefits, I mean, the pitfalls of entrepreneurship because we did the corporate world, but entrepreneurs sometimes don't tell the truth. Entrepreneurs are liars of entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs will make you think, oh, this is perfect, man. We got the life. What entrepreneurs won't tell you, and I'll give you a secret. What entrepreneurs won't tell you is that they can never rest, right? We can never be like, hey, I got it made in the shade. Not until like 20 years of entrepreneurship, right? Mm. I got it made in the shade. I'm good. Even when you have money, you don't got no money. Even when you be like, because you'll quit a job. I hate working for these people. Eight hours a day. Forget these people. 40 hours a week. Dude, you're going to be working 128 hours a week. <laughs> you're going to be working 24 and 7. Round the clock. And you're going to have another side job you don't tell nobody else about. <laughs> you can never, ever relax. So that's one of the things about entrepreneurs. You on the clock all day. You can't be like, oh, it's five o'clock. Clock out. <laughs> no more work for me. And I'll take my mind off my job. No more messages. No emails. No, no, no social media. No nothing. Clock out. Clock. And, and women who date entrepreneurs do not get it. Selling weed on the side. You a fool. But yeah, that's true. They they do be selling weed on the side. Hey, uh, women who date entrepreneurs do not get it. They'll be like, oh, okay, you are Friday. You are Friday? Yeah, let's meet up Friday. And then you tell them, well, I work on Saturdays and Sundays. You work on Saturdays and Sundays? Dude, if you're an entrepreneur, you work every day until you don't have to, which is like 30 years from now. You work every day, at least for an hour maybe five hours on Sunday. I works every day, bro. There is no day off. I don't have one. Even my day off, I, I select Saturday as my day off. So what I do is I get off early on Friday. I don't do a, a live stream on Friday. Doesn't mean I don't work, but I don't do a live stream, but I'm doing other work kind of on Friday and throughout the middle of the day. Then Saturday is my, I get away. I don't want to do anything related to talking about Crimson Capsule. I might do a YouTube video on my other channels. And I might do a gaming video, a sports video. That's that's my therapy because I can't do this every day. I can't talk about this shit every day. That's my therapy. And then what I do is Saturday is my designated no rib pill day. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get an email about it. I don't want to do a coaching call about it. I don't want to talk about it. Then on Sunday, I bring it on back. All right, I bring it on back. But the reality is I work every day. And that's what you're going to do. Okay. So if you want to be, if you want to get away from the corporate plantation because they out there chicken balking, you, when you, when you, when you become an entrepreneur, you're working every day, bro. There's no off day, no off time. So if you get a woman in your life, you better train her 
And trust me, you have to break her. When I say break a woman, you got to break her, meaning you got to make her understand there's no days off. Don't schedule no shit. Don't act like, well, can't you just not work today? No. <laughs> can't you just cuddle for a little bit longer? It's Saturday. No, I cannot. No, you have to break her because she's been programmed to believe that you could just take the day off. You could just, and you cannot. You simply cannot. Anyway. Oh, man, let's get into the second part of the show right here. Here it is. Follow the money. All right, we're going to get into that doom and gloom for y'all guys, right? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Follow the money. It says right here, the trends that should be sounding alarms off in your head. That if That is if you're a blue chip mindset individual. Not everybody is. A lot of people are blue-pilled. And somebody might say, coach, what is the blue chip mindset? But in our lexicon, we have blue chip in our lexicon. There you see right there on Indeed.com. You can search up blue chip jobs. These are people who have pedigree, advantages, family, two-parent households. Then they understand how to get rich, and it is by slowly. It is also by introducing your people into money. Blue chip is in the lexicon right here. Blue chip reputation right here. Blue chip recruits. And then also blue chip stocks. All right, so we're trying to teach people to have the proper mindset when it comes to money. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes you have to be the risk taker in your family. Sometimes you have to break the cycle. This is the blue chip mindset. So if you haven't been coming from pedigree, realize that nobody's going to tell you the secret to get rich. The only secret I can tell you is to get rich slowly. Okay, and I'm sharing this information with you. I don't have to do this. Plus, I'm broke. I'm a brokey, according to Andrew Tate. All right, but follow the money. Let's pull this up. And I've been telling you about this trend for about a year, maybe maybe less, maybe more. But I told you we're going to have an economic collapse of epic proportions. This is your last warning. Follow the money. Microsoft reportedly preparing to lay off thousands of employees and recruiters. Oh, that's the human resource department. Sounds like a lot of women, too. I bet you 70% of the people being laid off are going to be women. And they're going to be claiming some sort of gender pay gap. Why? Because they take soft jobs they take jobs that are really prone to layoff this is why i'm not impressed when women be sitting around talking about uh they got degrees and they got a job right and graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology these are jobs that you can't depend on because there's no hustle associated with it there's just this long stance of uh i'm gonna work my way up and i'm gonna get there i'm gonna impress you but then an economy situation shifts and then the, the first one's laid off all right, we saw that in 2020 with that recession, and then we also saw that in 1987, and we also saw that in the housing market uh, crash. All right, I've been through several recessions. I already know about this shit. I already know what's coming. This is why I can predict. Microsoft getting rid of people left and right. Who else? Who else? Oh, oh, before we get to that, BlackRock is cutting 500 jobs as the Wall Street layoffs continue. Guys, this is not a good sign for many people, including people who have bought houses who have depending on paychecks uh, and salary and slave wages, who have rested their hopes in these corporations looking out for their best interest. So you have to be prepared, meaning many of these people have been living paycheck to paycheck, and now they're going to have their jobs cut, which is going to have a, uh, a, a big shift in the marketplace. Microsoft laying off 11,000 employees as soon as tomorrow, up to 5% of Microsoft's workforce. What? And they... Trust me, they've already been laying off people, guys. So 
So this is just not 5%. This is almost at this point, it's 10 to 15%. Amazon, Amazon, this is as of this morning. This morning, this is not old news. This is current news. This is as of today. Amazon set to begin new rounds of layoffs affecting 18,000 people, over 18,000 people. You're seeing people losing their jobs and they're going to have to do what? Pivot. All right. I've done a lot of pivoting in my life. I pivoted and pivoted and pivoted. I'm a survivor. And let me just tell you something. People like myself, there's nobody safe. Nobody safe. So this is going to affect lots and lots and lots of people. All right. Let's see right here. Oh, follow the money. You want to see something right here? Car dealership guy. Car dealership guy. He says people are not paying their car loans. When you see something like that, that's going to create the bubble. All right, this is going to start it. And I said that this was the case. I've been calling this out, guys. I've been trying to help you. People are not paying their car loans. Auto loan delinquency, overdue uh, auto loans, by more than 60 days are up now up to 27%. I rounded it up from a year ago. Not a crisis just yet, but watch this trend closely. Watch this trend closely. So eventually, once it gets to 30, 40, 50, boom. One of the markets is going to collapse. I mean, that's just what we're dealing with. One of them is going to collapse. If one collapses, a domino effect. All right. That's called the domino effect because what happens is one collapses and then and then it affects the other. Like if the job industry corporate starts laying people off, then people can't pay their mortgages. Then the housing market collapse or they have to choose between mortgaging auto payment. All of a sudden, they choose the mortgage and then the auto payment and then the car market collapse. Then car salesmen, car salesmen can't sell, sell cars. Then they can't pay their mortgage. So there's going to be one of these things coming. All right. A lot of Nissan Altimos getting repoed. Let's follow the money. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Let's tell you. Let's see if y'all ready. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Somebody, um, Mercedes C-classes are getting messed up. All right, I want you to pay attention to, to this. This is in the news this morning. I don't give you old news. We give you good news. That means it's current news. Okay, let's see, let's see what's happening here. New, 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 new world. This order. is this morning. Are y'all paying attention? Hey, ladies, are y'all pay, paying attention? Attention, all ladies. U.S. to hit debt limit on Thursday. Oh, I'm doom and gloom. I've been telling y'all to prepare for a long time for this. This is the reason for the free agent lifestyle. This is the reason why I wrote the book, The Evolution. I said, something's going to give. That was the main premise of the book. I was like, hey, we can go this way, but something's got to give. We're going to have a, we're going to have something hit us. Now you might say, this is no big deal. A lot of normies are going to say that, right? They're going to say, whatever. They're going to say, just print more money. Remember I told you the story of my Indian client, my Indian client. He works for a very prestigious firm where they they managed wealth all right i cannot tell you the name of the firm but i trained two people in this firm and it is very well known okay now here's the deal and they're very high up they're senior executives like the one of the guys i trained was basically the next man in charge next to one of the most well-known wealth managing guys who was with this company and then he left and when he left they created a earth-shattering uh, event all right, if you guys know, you know. If you don't know, that means you ain't in the know, right? So here's the thing. Um, that guy told me, the Indian client told me, he said, 
the U.S. is in trouble, although he works here. He has a job. He has a job. He works here. He said the United States is in trouble because their debt is going to eventually cost them. Right. So they were like, he's like, he, he was like, if you look at the U.S. debt clock, he's like, we cannot recover from this. He's like, eventually it's going to come to a situation It's going to come to a halt. Check this out. Anybody ever look at the U.S. debt clock? Okay. U.S. debt clock. Let's go ahead and pull it up. And this isn't, by the way, this isn't to scare you. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to wake you up and tell you that this is not a game anymore. I mean, it's not a game. This whole thing about relationships and going overseas and this is not a game. This is why relationships and, and women take a back door because I look at this stuff as way more important. This is just a fact. And a lot of people don't do this. And I don't even have to do these streams. I can sit here and give you the old uh, monkey double backflips. But I'm telling you, and I'm not a financial manager. I'm not a wealth manager. I, but I know that they, we're in trouble, bro. We're in trouble. So this is the U.S. deck. You can pull it up. Um, I used to see this debt clock, and it was at $20 trillion, 20 I remember looking at this, and it used to say 20, all right, or 21, or 26. All right, this went crazy high debt around 2020. It leaked significantly. Also, in certain presidencies, it leaked significantly, uh, specifically the uh, Barack Obama uh, presidency. The Barack Obama presidency, we leaked significantly in the U.S. debt, but he could see Al Green, and he had a black wife. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's other presidents that aren't on the hook, off the hook either. So Joe Biden, Barack Obama's presidency, this debt almost doubled. Just those two alone. Now, George W. Bush's presidency was also a little bit tragic as well. All right. And that was toward the, te the tail end of his presidency when he was a lame duck. All right. And he had his, uh, the housing market crisis at the tail end of his presidency when he just wanted to be in his ranch in Amarillo, chasing an armadillo. So uh, this is what happened here. And this, this, is, this is just a fact. This is just a fact. Bill Clinton somewhat got rid of a lot of debt, but he came in. Yeah, he got rid of a lot of debt. George H.W. Bush added a lot of debt. All right. But um, Bill Clinton was one of the guys that did very, very well with the debt. And I would say Trump as well. Those two, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, probably is getting credit for doing uh, the, the economy well. The economy was well under those two. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. What does that mean, guys? And listen, I might be wrong on that one, but you do what you do. Here's the thing. U.S. to hit debt limit on Thursday. You mean the end of debt? You mean when we're so, what, what? What does that mean? The debt limit. Go back to the debt clock. Go back to the debt clock. You see the debt clock right there? We're about to hit the limit on Thursday. What? Wait a minute. What that means is, and, 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 and in layman terms, if you hit your debt limit, <laughs> all right, if you hit your debt limit, yeah, you mean tomorrow, tomorrow, if you hit your debt limit, what would that mean for you financially? I'll wait. <laughs> Somebody said, what that mean? What that mean? Debt limit. What that mean? Debt limit on Thursday. What that mean? Okay, let me, let, let's get into it. What would you do if you hit your debt limit? Meaning I can't bring on any more debt. What would that mean for you? You'd be bankrupt. So let's 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 see how they spin it. And we'll read the article. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told top U.S. lawmakers last week that the federal government is expecting to hit its ceiling for borrowing this Thursday. 
with her warning coming as Democrats and Republicans look to set a market shaking shakedown or showdown over lifting the limit. So what they're doing is saying we're at the limit, but they're going to lift the limit or we'll take on more debt. The real trouble could come in the summer. Oops. <laughs> the real trouble could come in the summer. So many of these things can be what they can just put a bandaid on it, put a bandaid, kick the can down the road, do this, print more money, raise the limit. They just kick the can, kick the can, kick the can. All right. And then they keep kicking the can until they can't kick it no more. And then what happens is the middle class erodes poverty for a lot of people. The, the poorest people will be affected almost immediately, meaning the inflation eggs cost way more. Uh, they'll start living tight. They'll go to the grocery store and say $100 don't buy what it used to buy. Those people will be affected way before summer. But many people will start, the middle class will start feeling some pain midsummer. And then the rich people, they'll be insulated. And this is where I want to get you in. It says right here, for now on, uh, the Treasury plans to use some extraordinary measures. <laughs> I'm going to say the word properly. The Treasury plans to use so-called extraordinary measures to prevent a U.S. default. Extraordinary measures. N not regular measures, not planned measures. We're going to pull the rabbit out of the hat. <laughs> I'm going to look at it here. We're going to pull the rabbit out of the hat. You better prepare. Extraordinary measures. Yellen said it is unlikely that cash and extraordinary measures will be exhausted before early June ahead of the possible fireworks in Washington and on Wall Street later this year. Here are some key questions about the U.S. debt limit and some answers to them. Um, let me see here. We guys know what the debt limit is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me get it. Let's see if we can go down here. What could happen if the U.S. actually defaults? I don't know if you guys know. Maybe you get, can fill us in because I'm ignorant. I'm, I'm an ignorant financial guy. I'm not a very, very, very savvy financial guy. I'm just somebody that is using... I use extreme caution on how I live. And so when I see things, I follow the money. Uh, you can be a plump idiot, but you can follow the money and you'll realize something ain't up. Okay, who owns many, much of our debt? Who owns much of our debt? Who owns most of our debt? Somebody answer that question. Because normies are like, normies are like, who do we owe? What do you mean we're in debt? We're America. Okay, who owns, Who like, who do we owe? Like, we own the debt. It's ours, the United States. But who owns it? All right, there's two people. There's two answers to this. Somebody said women. Um, meaning, who do we get the debt from? Who do? How, how does it result? Who invests in us and we keep borrowing money from? Okay, there's, there's two answers that I would say we, that would be the answer. I would say the number one, number one would be China. That was obvious. And number two, the Federal Reserve. Now, Here's the thing. Let me go a little bit full screen. <laughs> Only fans. The Federal Reserve. So many people don't know. I'm not this ignorant. You got to look up what the Federal Reserve is. People assume because the word federal is in the word Federal Reserve or the, the title Federal Reserve that they're that's America. <laughs> right? They work for the interest of America. It's a long answer, but that is false. The Federal Reserve is not a part of America. The Federal Reserve is private. It's a private banking a conglomeration of banks and lenders and so forth and so on. 
that don't operate solely in the interest of America. I, that's too much. I, I know I can't go too deep into that one because you know who. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> Y'all telling me to be careful. You got to do your own homework. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> no, stop. Hey, don't put that. Don't put anything in the chat, please. Don't put anything in the chat. Do not put anything in the chat. But oh, the humanity. do your own. Okay, look, follow the money. Follow the money. Okay, so let me see here. Let's go up. <laughs> Tread lightly. I know. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Gang. Thank you, Coach Gang. I appreciate y'all. It says right here, uh, the words used to describe this possibility tends to be along the lines of catastrophic or unprecedented. This is the answer of what could happen if the U.S. actually defaults. And the words used to describe this possible trend tend to be along the lines of catastrophic and unprecedented. An actual default on Treasury could mean that investors end up lost, uh, having lost faith in future payments on U.S. debt, says David Kelly, chief global uh, strategist at J.P. Morgan Funds in a note on Tuesday. Quote, this could have dramatically negative impacts on a wide range of financial assets, including U.S. bonds, equities, and the dollar. Relative winners in such an eventuality could include real assets like tangible assets, a.k.a. gold, which people do tend to run to when there's an economic collapse. Higher, he says, high-quality international equities and the government bonds of countries perceived to be more fiscally responsible. Quote, financial chaos would presumably eventually lead to some compromise in Washington. However, this might not occur soon enough to prevent a recession and could leave some lasting scars, including a permanent increase in the cost of funding U.S. federal debt. All right, so there's a there's if you want to do this, I tell you to do your own di due diligence Follow the money. Let's go back to the title of that. Okay. This does not look good. Uh, not only for tomorrow, it doesn't look good for 10, 20 years from now, right? U.S. to hit debt limit tomorrow. Guys, get ready. Get ready, guys. Um, and this might not affect you till summer, till five years now, 10 years from now. Uh, but what most people have to understand is, um, you know, experience is a great teacher. You don't have to be truly, truly intelligent related to these issues. You just have to have experience. My experience tells me when the housing market crashed, uh, the bubble burst 2006 to 2008, um, I didn't feel a lot of pain. I saw gas prices go up, but I had a stable job. I had a job that the only thing that happened was we had a hiring freeze, right? That was the only thing that happened. Uh, when the financial bubble, uh, the tech bubble collapsed, which was the dot-com era in 2001 and 2002, I lived in Silicon Valley. I lived in San Jose. And so I saw the effects of that as well, but I had a job. The only thing that hurt me was a hiring freeze that didn't let me get my pay increase, but I had a stable job, right? And I was single. But what tends to happen is they make these adjustments and then five years later, you feel the effects. Not only that, 10 years later, or the next generation feels the effects. For instance, when the, when the housing market crashed, and I'm giving you the long answer here. When the housing market crashed, we bailed out the banks. The banks got to get the golden parachute. They got to get their bonuses. And then we paid, the, we paid them and our taxpayers to save the banks because the banks were too big to fail. Now, 
you might not have thought that was a big deal because you didn't see the effects uh, or you might have been able to overcome the effects by 2012. However, look at what the millennials and Gen Z have in terms of their future. Many of them can't move out of their parents' house. Many of them will never be able to own a house. Many of us are going into the mindset, you will own nothing and be happy. Many of the people that look, look at it, you can make uh, $30,000 a year and still feel poor. Where did that come from? A lot of things, but we can definitely trace it back and say, in 2008, we bailed out the banks, Wall Street, et cetera, and then that we leveraged, we leveraged our children's future for that. That's what we did. That's what we did. So you might not feel it tomorrow, but then five years, 10, 15, and 20 years later, you feel it. You see what I mean? Shit rolls downhill. Anyway, look. Um, you might not agree with me, and that's fine. Or <laughs> you don't have to agree. I'm not telling you to agree with me. I'm telling you to follow the money. Uh, this is a, another indicator here. Oh, obviously, then you see we have a homeless crisis, right? We have a homeless crisis in many of our metropolitan areas, our metropolises. Why do you think that's so, right? This is effects of things that we put into place 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, okay? And now these people are not able to be with homes as a matter of as a matter of fact, uh, and particularly you have women that are now doing what? I'm going to live van life. You had the woman that had her son all out in a van. You have women living in tents. And they're also saying they don't need no man. Let's play it. Routine inside of the tent. I'm setting up the phone right now. And if everybody knew or who isn't just doesn't know, the car did get towed on December 9th. So... So she got her car repossessed. Uh, car repossession is one of the biggest indicators of a financial collapse, personally. A personal financial collapse is car repossession. Once your car gets repossessed, you're probably, that's just the first shoe to drop. All right, and then it's going to be the rest. All right, then it's going to be doomed for you at that particular point because you need transportation. Let's continue. I'm starting off with sleeping, cleaning up, shining up. I don't like shoes on in my space. I'll be getting on Papa's real hard about that too. And so uh, this woman's choosing this, obviously. I mean, she's in a financial crisis. This is a financial crisis. All right. I don't care what you say. Now, listen, I lived in my car. A lot of people have lived in RVs. Some people have lived in camping. Some people have chose to do it. Some people have chose to do it to minimize their overhead. Now, particularly women don't choose this to minimize overhead. They choose this because they're in a financial crisis. All right. This is what they're doing. Let's play it. The rain that leaked, managed to leak inside is not all that waterproof. So, so we don't need no man. We don't need no daddies. Uh, I know it. I best. I'm strong and independent, right? Uh, father figures, lack of father figures, broken homes. This is what this leads to. Let's play it. I'm picking up trash, putting in a trash bag right here and organizing my things. I got the phone inside my donut, my neck donut. Uh, how much you want to bet she's still getting her cheeks clapped? <laughs> Who, how much you want to wait? Uh oh, yeah, what did I tell you? <laughs> I didn't even see this video before. <laughs> of course, a ninja go show up. Oh man, I didn't even see this video before, and I called it. I called it again. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Oh, the humanity. You know what, Ninja Go show up. Wow. Wow. This is unbelievable. <laughs> and he got that look on his face, too. Oh, man. This is just. He he bending her. She grabbing her ankles in a tent. And this ninja. Papa's home. Papa's home. Well, she's not hypergamous. I put some big bricks on the stakes to keep it down through this weather. Yeah, well, this is where we're going. This is America. Ain't that America? Let's get to these super chats, man. This is America. Now, if uh, uh, people don't realize it, right, they're like, well, that is, that's them. It ain't me, guys. It could be you really fast. Yeah. And that's you. All right. We're going to get a lot of super chats, man. Thank you, brothers. Uh, AB Network guy, although I offered to super chat to skip the belly deli. But glad she's doing her thing. She's uh, still wanting for a dollar amount to skip her. <laughs> Send me out with the old humanity. Oh, the humanity. All right. I don't know, man. I like playing it because it gets the likes up. Hit the like button. Octavius M. Thanks for the consistency, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. JC, my junior college making breakfast naked and watching cartoons. Hello. Sometimes you just need the little, little, good little body around. All right. Speaking my mind, today's word slowly is brought to you by the CGA Network, the Children's Television Workshop. Plain Eddie, shout out to the dark side. I got money. Is it Metal Heart? It says listener, longtime listener, first time donator at my job and listening to in with the coach gang. He says, thanks for everything you do, coach. As a young man in his early 20s, you've helped me focus. And more or more of my goals, I think that meant, and investments and no car loans. If you read the Free Agent Lifestyle book, one of the first things I talk, well, one of the things that I harp on is try to avoid car loans. All right, I'm not trying to take money out of car people's bank, but uh, making deals with banks when you're young can affect you for 20 years. All right, and one of the things that we do is do these car loans and we don't, we don't need that. And what you can do is stack some money. I, I told you I bought a BMW for 2,500 bucks. Then I eventually saved enough money, cash, to buy a BMW uh, 5 Series for $10,000. All right, cash. Both of those I bought with cash. All right, no car loan. And car loans are a big debt killer. I mean, as, sorry. Car loans are a big financial killer, especially when you're young. Get them car loans paid off. All right, um, and realize that cars now, they got you in a trap, quagmire, because a lot of cars break down significantly after five years. Requiring you to invest money in, in, in auto repair. So you're never going to be without a payment to a car. But try not to have the car payment. AV Network guy, I work every day, but love what I do. That's the difference. And so it is technically not work. Days I don't work, I feel like a bum unless I'm vacationing. I'm with you on that. So I can never relax. I'm never, I never have a sense of I got it. I'm comfortable. I'm going to just mailing in but when you love what you do it doesn't seem like work toby sitting at my job coach i work remotely from home though funny enough i'm going to dinner on friday with a flat back on my roster after she dropped that neck and we're getting korean barbecue it's barbecue in there flatbacks have no problems dropping that neck <laughs> peaches and cream is in here yeah peaches i see you got the neck that i like mm -hmm. hey come on over sister You've been on my mind. She says, coach, I was just laid off from my job. I have two interviews already. However, I'm learning to become a tax preparer. This economy is shaky. So, Peaches, 
Um, when did you get laid off your job? Shout out to you. Uh, it's it's going to get hard out here. El Chingon says, I don't like all of this truth. Time to be an NPC. Uh, NPCs love comfortable lies. They love to be comforted in lies. All right, so they don't like the truth. Shout out to Jim B or Jim Bean. All right, marriage causes divorce says China is struggling. They announced a drop in population. Uh, we're feeling these effects. We actually went over that in a stream a year ago or so where I said uh, the, the population um, is dropping worldwide. All right. And it's mainly because of the economy. And then you throwing women working and going on careers and traveling to Paris and all of that shit on this. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. So you're seeing the population decrease worldwide. And whether you think that's intentional or not, that's your decision. New, 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 new world. Uh, Michael Merriweather, they'll print more money. Fed can't become insolvent. Yeah, they'll print more money. Extraordinary efforts. Rex. Gatling finished. He says finished recording some new videos showing my new metaverse app in the in real glasses around New York City. Had three or fours walking through my virtual nightclub. Wow, blue chip mindset for life. You're the man. Hey man, shout out to you. I love to see you guys doing this. And if you ever want to get into content creation, just create the money. Ricky Webster, hey coach, my partner just quit his job of 13 years. Wait a minute, hold up for a second. What partner? All right. But anyway, my partner just quit his job of 13 years and cashed out his 401k so he can trade futures full time. He is self-taught. He says that he can make up to 50K a day. Your take on this. And as usual, I love my coach and also my coach gang. French toast props do. Hey, um, you can make that much money. And I'm not saying he can't make that much money if he's done his homework. He's self-taught. But uh, sometimes, man, um. You know, man, I, listen, I would say don't quit your day job. If he's not making 50K, I don't know what he's doing. But listen, it's a gamble. It's a risk. He might win. He might lose. <laughs> All right. One thing we know about the stock market is that is that um, there's people very much more knowledgeable or any markets in general. There's people that are way much more knowledgeable than you, even being self-taught, um, even understanding it. You still can't you still can't leverage against it unless you have. Unless you have a lot, a lot of knowledge base and inside information and so forth. So I don't really know. He's just got to take the risk. All right. In this market, Cesar Ramirez, Joe Biden will solve this. That's why we were told to do Biden. Indeed, we got it to fat, fat Elvis. Fat Elvis says after 18 years with no car payment, I have to get a new car. The difference between a new car and relatively new used one seems inconsequential i don't want to buy an old car someone else uh without someone else's problems yeah that's going to be a decision that you have to make there sometimes this is why we have murphy's law sometimes that will prevent you from making a decision based off of need immediate need so take your time i don't mind used cars i don't mind used cars and yes sometimes you buy other people's problems but the problems with new cars is that the value is way too high. Now, now you can get them cheaper because of the market is hurting right now. But new cars, you got to buy one in your life. Just depends on if you can really afford it. Some people say lease as well. Lease is a great option. And as a matter of fact, many wealthy people lease cars. There are some people that lease fleets. So leasing is a fantastic option. All right. The only thing is you won't get a sense of ownership. And there's something called an open-ended lease. 
and opening the lease, which you can actually, it's kind of like buying the car, which you can in, in that, indeed turn the car in whenever you want. And you can also make modifications to your car. And then at the end, they say, if you want to buy it, buy it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of ways to do it. JC says they just, uh, they just walked our project manager out of their job. Oh my goodness. So look, shit is getting real. Shit is getting real. So this guy seen people getting walked out. <laughs> Walk the hell out of the yard, brothers. It's getting real. Delta Fox says, so my Lexus, after my company gave me a company car and a gas card, I spend $900 monthly on the car payment and insurance alone. Now I drive an Outback and expenses, expense my personal mileage, which is $75-ish a month. Congratulations for that. We got a lot of super chatters. I appreciate it. Uh, shout, shout out to Delta Fox. Classic brother says, good info. Shaking my head. Little sis dropping barbecue in the tent. There's barbecue in there. Not the time for that. And of course, that's going to mean she's going to get knocked up. Women have fail-safe plans to get out of economic disasters. One of them is pregnancy. Watch out for that. This is why I tell you to not cohabitate. Don't cohabitate when the economy is bad. Because what women will do is they'll get laid off or they'll get some insecurity financially and then they'll get pregnant. They'll get pregnant, which then protects them from economic disaster or perceived. And this is how they get out of military duty. All right. They see the war coming. Oh, they get pregnant. Guys, this is they see themselves going to jail. They'll get pregnant. OK, Elizabeth Holmes. A lot of women have done that. As soon as they about to go to jail, they get pregnant. Guys, come on, man. He says, quick question. When do you believe they're going to have um, have us on austerity notes? Wow, looking at the debt clock, it's real bleak right now. I have to look that up just to so, so you know here. I'm thinking I know what that is. Let me see what the definition is real quick so I can talk about it right here, which would be a... Uh, Let me see here. It says uh, the condition of living without unnecessary things and without comfort with limited money or goods or practice habits and experiences that is technically oh, like a wartime uh, austerity. I'm thinking something like that uh, could happen for the majority of Americans that live below the poverty line. They're already experiencing that. So there's a middle class. There's four sectors of the middle class. The the bottom sector of the middle class will drop down to the below poverty line and they'll live that as well. They're already actually doing this when they say we're doing these these uh, things where you can go to uh, what do they call them? They're not a handout, but they say you can come over here. Black women can have this and you can get seventy five uh, seventy five hundred dollars a month or seven hundred and fifty dollars a month. They're kind of already doing this. So. That sector of people will run and go to those places and try to qualify for that. So we're kind of experiencing that now. Wow. Okay, I got to get over to Cash App and all of these brothers, and we'll get back to the show. Somebody says the depression can cause a war. Shout out to no government name, BHI. Shout out to you. Shout out to XL Pro Services. My business slowed down in 2022. Uh, Self-employed people, your businesses will slow down, okay, uh, because people no longer have discretionary income even the wealthy people who have some discretionary income their discretionary income will cease to exist and then if you are 
employed by people who use discretionary income, you'll lose clients. You'll lose clients. Uh, El Jefe says, what's your fastest time in the 100? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lie, and then I'll tell you the truth. 11.1, <laughs> which is 11.3 in real life. 11.3. All right, so 11.1, 11.3, consistently like 11.3. All right, once I ran at 11.1, which I thought was a 10.9, but that's neither here nor there. All right, so let's see here. Let me check PayPal. So whatever I said, add about 0.2 or 3 uh, tenths of a second. <laughs> All right, let's see here. We do have a PayPal. I'm not going to lie. It was 11. It was 10, 9, 10, 9 and 100. I'm not going to lie. All right, where are you at? We had uh, BR, B-Raid says, uh, Coach, your live stream about corporate life is spot on. I want to mention that Kaylee's walk around like they're untouchable and will flirt with everyone. If a creepy guy tries to flirt with them, they can easily flip the switch. He says, guys, be on guard. And one of the things, again, people that try to, to, to insulate themselves, women will set themselves up for, for them to talk, uh, for them to have a sexual harassment. Sexual harassment opportunities are there for women. They can protect themselves from that. They can flirt with you, and then later on, if it works for them. I'll give you an example. When a woman's about to get fired from their job, what do they do? I want you to answer this. A woman knows she's about to get fired from their job. What does she do? Not all. Not all women. Not all women. But this is typically a tactic that they will use. If they know their job is going to, not a layoff, what do they do? I'll let you guys figure this out. Now, men cannot do this. Oh, I, did I share the Black Rock? I didn't share the Black Rock. Oh, somebody says shuffling racism. They're going to go back and they're going to say, well, I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you. Somebody's been making me uncomfortable. Um, I had a sexual relationship with this person. But now looking back, I was uncomfortable with the situation. Uh, I cut the relationship off and he continued to harass me. They're going to play that victim card. Or if it's a black woman, she might mention something about her hair. They're not letting me wear my hair the way it works. Or Tyrone been bugging me. They'll, they'll come back and try to expose people. I got some information I want to tell you. They'll get the allegations out. And many times the sexual harassment, which... Uh, women do experience great amount of sexual harassment. Sometimes it's sexual harassment that um, it's sexual harassment that uh, they are hiding, which that means they participated in. They were somewhat of a willing participant. And then they'll say they were uncomfortable. Oh, uh, Dexter told a joke while I was in the, the lunchroom. And then they called Dexter in. Did you tell this joke? Yeah, I told the joke. We were all sniggling. Or we went to happy hour and Dexter was talking about Andrew Tate or Coach Greg Adams. She didn't say nothing then, and then she might have even tuned in to me and was sniggling. But then when she's about to get fired, she'll say, this Dexter watches, uh, told me he watches Coach Greg Adams. And Coach Greg Adams is a misogynist. And then I tuned in to Coach Greg Adams, and then I heard Dexter talking about monkey double backflips. And then now I've been uncomfortable. Right when they're about to lose their job, they will thought, yep, it offended me, and he had me watching the show, and I watched it, and I was offended. But she was sniggling the whole time. Yeah, ladies, I know you. You at, you at your job watching me sniggling. 
<laughs> right? I was watching Andrew Tate, and they made me watch Fresh and Fit, and I was offended. Meanwhile, they was watching Fresh and Fit and sniggling. You guys got to watch out for this tactic. All right, this is a tactic they will use as self-preservation. What we have to understand about women, and I love women for short bursts of time, short amount of time. I love you for short times. Ladies, long time, no. Me no love you long time. Me no gusto. Me no gusto. But short, yes, we can make a whole life out of short-term relationships. And I will break that shit off and we'll get back together within about three or four days or a week. We back together again. Then you back home by yourself. But the one thing we have to understand is this, and this is the truth. When it comes down to protecting themselves, they will protect themselves and throw your ass clean up under the bus. If you didn't watch Titanic, they will push your ass clean into the water into a when to you a frozen brick bobbing like this. Self-preservation is their middle name. <laughs> they ain't trying to go nowhere to help your ass out. Anyway. And that's what I understand. We don't hate women. We don't tell you mistruths about them. We tell you how to understand them. That is the true awakening of a man. Let's get to this one right here. Uh, let's get to the dating market has collapsed before the economy did, which is a sign. Follow the money. This is the problem. He says, this is a problem for those looking for solutions, right? You're looking for solutions in mating. Indicator number one, uh, the what people call the 80-20 rule. And apparently, this rule is going to what men believe 90-10, 95-5. And the good men are apparently losing, right? And so this woman's going to say, uh, she's going to say, me trying to convince myself to like the guy that's, quote, not my type because my type isn't getting me anywhere. So she's been ran through more times in the Holland Tunnel. She knows this. But what she's doing is she's trying to save face and say, okay, I'll try the guy I'm not sexually aroused by, but he's the good man. He's the educated lame. He is, there's an opportunity in him. But then she, she doesn't get, she doesn't have that desire for him. This is becoming rare and rare for both men and women. These opportunities, we just keep missing them. Because we're in a state of emergency. We're in desperation. Men are in desperation. Women are in desperation. And we can't meet in the middle. And the more longer it goes, the worse decisions both people make. Let's go ahead and play the video. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. Okay. she He's a good man. She's trying to convince herself. Me trying to convince myself uh, to like the guy. That's not my type. Because her type is just getting her ran through. Now, the comment section is always, always full of gold. And this is where you want to find out truly about women. They're going to express themselves on social media. Thank you very much, ladies. So the comment section says things that will confirm many of the things that I teach you. And one woman says, I'm just kidding. Last time I didn't date my type, little man still failed me. There's a there's a story in that. She says, little man still failed me. There's something that I always tell you about to be warned there. She says, it's hard for me. It's hard when you're not physically attracted to them. I try, but I end up losing interest and don't talk to them much. I wish I could change my mindset back to looks, not matter, but I can't, especially sexually. Okay, 
And there's a lot of likes on this one. Okay. There's a lot of likes on this one. So she can't, she's like, look, you can't negotiate arousal. I can't negotiate arousal. Now, previous lives, we did negotiate arousal because there was a need for each other. And we just basically made it work out. Maybe sex is marriage or whatever. But now they're saying they can't even fake that. All right. Here's another one. And this is a big one. And then they won. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're, I'm reading their typing. I know I can't read, but damn. And then I believe she says, and then they're the ones who it wait. And then the ones who isn't your type end up hurting you the most. Now that one right there, that one right there is what we try to teach men right there. And this is the state of most women. This is the state of most women. And this is why they're in a situation where they get sexually satisfied and then they come back to try to settle. And then they, they settle. They say what? They say this. And that's you. But this right here is the secret. This is the secret. The good man, the guy who waited until they're 30, 28, 35, and he doesn't have the six sixes. He might be fat, bald. He might be ugly. He might be short. He might be old. He might be some of these things that she thinks she's doing you a favor. This is where it works. She thinks she's doing you a favor. Okay, I'll give the guy a chance. All right, I'll settle. Okay. What tends to happen is they underestimate the man and they overestimate themselves. They think, all right, it, this happens on Tinder. This happens on Bumble. All right, I'll give these guys a try. She shows up bigger than a damn water balloon. Oh, the humanity. And then she's like, all right, I usually date tall guys. I usually date uh, dudes with dreadnoughts. I usually date gangbangers. I usually date dudes with swag. But I'll be here. And she's sitting there like, la, 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 la. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll give you some peace leave. And then that guy, he has, he knows his value. That guy's like, you're a nobody. He Then she finds out. Even to that guy, she's a nobody. Then she gets hurt. Then she gets mad because she says, I lowered my standards for you and you still didn't jump through any hoops. She gets a reality check. Those are the ones they're hurt by the most. You think Tyrone hurts her? Tyrone doesn't hurt her because she already knows where she stands with Tyrone. She just hopes Tyrone turns the corner. But you know who really they mad at? She's mad when she gives you a chance. And that's you. She's really pissed off then. This is the time she keys your car. That's when she throws bricks through your window. This is when she stalks you. This is when she's angry. She's like, I can't believe you did me wrong because she looks down on you. And that's you. She said, I tried to settle for the good dude and I realized the good dude had options. They really pissed then. They angrier than a wet hornet. Because in their mind, you were a nobody. They were doing you a favor and they realize, oh, what they're they're tipping this. And then they go back to Tyrone. They'll get the brakes beat off of them and then they'll be stuck in no man's land. The reality then hits them of who they truly are. They don't have the golden for JJ. And then they, they there's like, where do I go now? What do I do now? I'm going to show you, show you another video. Let me stop share real quick. I have to go into my history because I saw the Working Man podcast share this a little bit ago. All right, as I was coming on to the show here, let me see if I can find my history, as they say in the community. You see here. Oh, found it. Glad I found it. Shut up. All right, so let's share the video. And this is another indicator here of women that are in desperate need to find it. But what they're doing is they're not making adjustments. They're not adjusting who they are. They're trying to adjust 
to the type of man that they're pursuing. So let's play this video. Shout out to the Working Man Podcast. Go subscribe to his channel. Play the video. The year started off great. I was feeling hot. Even left my number on a dude's table one night. That was fucking embarrassing. I mean, look at his friend's face. Oh my God. Before spring even sprung, I had been stood up, then ghosted by this fool. Got back on dating apps just to remember why I got off of them. Went to an 80s prom that my date decided not to show up to. Found out that karaoke's not the best first date. This guy moved away a week later. And then I remembered why I don't fuck around with 20-somethings. Got stood up again. Before I continue the video, I want you to take a look at this woman. Take a look at this woman. Again. Take a look at her. <laughs> Take a look at her. I'm going to show you. This woman right here believes she stands out. In her mind, in her princess mentality, and I'm just going to describe her. I'm not talking negatively about women, but I'm just going to describe her in a couple of pictures. This woman is average to below average. I know people, look, I know in the Midwest, this snow cow right here is your top joint right here. This woman is average at best. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. And not only that, she's old. She's already old. This woman is definitely in her mid, uh, late 30s to early 40s. She's showing the signs of being weather beaten. She's past her prime, but she still doesn't have a reality check. She still thinks she got value. She still thinks she's doing men a favor and she's striking out left and right. And it never dawns upon her that she needs to correct something about herself or she made a mistake somewhere. It never dawned on her. It's always the dude's fault. It's always the guy's. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. She done. Let's continue here. Let's continue. But let's, let's go ahead and see her blame everybody else but herself. By the way, Count the amount of men that she's been on date with versus the amount of dates that you're able to get or afford. Some men can get dates, but we can't afford dates, meaning we can't afford these expectations women have, so we don't date. So, yeah, I can get a date. I can date 50 women. She's dated 50 men in a short time span, still hasn't found one, but many men can't afford the date, meaning just going, just getting ready for the date. He has to be able to afford that. Not only that, he has to have the time available to date that many women, which many men who are on their grind can't afford to give up. But this woman got that much time with little life left. Okay, let's play the rest. Cried for a while over how much these two people liked each other. Was pretty thankful I'm not with that douchebag. Loved to stepping with him until I broke his fucking toe. She broke his toe. Let me find out why you broke his toe. You broke his toe. I know why you broke his toe. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. And of course, he's got the six sixes or a couple of them. Bombed a breakfast date. Got ghosted by this guy and his dog. Pondered the meaning of life for a minute. Had a great date with this guy in his Vespa until he turned out to be a raging dick. Got stood up again for another costume party. Then wondered, why do I fall for pilots? Got. Why do I fall for pilots? Yeah. I guess what? In these streets. So she's dating you, but getting cheeks clapped by pilots. Back on dating apps, huge mistake. And this guy literally took a piss while we were walking down the street. Okay. Yeah, man. Yep. 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 And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. <laughs> I'll tell you, dude, if you are single, if you are alone as a man, you winning, brothers.
You winning because the dating market is absolutely collapsed. How about the tricking market? Well, let's talk about this. This may or may not be a skit, but let's go ahead. And um, so how many men did she date? <laughs> how many men did she date, bro? Uh, let's talk about the market right here. Y'all want to go to Columbia? Y'all want to mess with these girls on Seeking when they say uh, two for the price of one, two for the price of two? Uh, apparently, this man got a little drugged at, at women. Women are desperate. Women will sell some peace leave, but a lot of times the trick about tricking is that the women are trying to get money without giving you the, that's the sign of a good trick turner, is to get the money without having to give up the body. They'll start off giving up the body, but then they'll be like, you know what? I'm tired of this. They'll go full Cardi B on you. They'll go full Cardi B. And apparently, point of view, walking to my friend's house, the weirdest thing happened. This man crawled out of his friend's apartment. Why? Let's play the video. And what's going on? I thought they got drugs. No. Yes. Then they drugged you? Yes. Who we got? What's going on? I thought they got drugs. No. All right. So you got a flat back down there. Flat back paying her college tuition. And there's another flat back at the door. Okay, I don't know if this is real or not. Could be a skit. I have no idea. But this dude was crawling, talking about they drugged his ass. Right? They drugged me with fentanyl. They tried to get out his bag. All right, but two flat backs. You see them two flat backs? Kaylee out here getting what she need to get. Somebody said the crawl of shame. Yes. Then they drugged you. Yes. Look at her. Turn around. She like, uh oh. Flatbacks got caught. You guys got to be careful out here, brothers. I don't know what city this is. This could be, these look like American flatbacks to me. Honey, no. Honey, no. Honey, no. Come back. Let us finish drugging you. Stealing your Rolex. Here we got her. Look. Look at her. She got her hands out like this. What? What are you doing? What? Got caught. Um, what's going on? I think I got drugged and no. Yes. Then they drugged you? Yes. Look at, the, look at the flyback. Turn her back. Arms folded now. This means she's going into protection mode. They try to get his ass, brothers. Y'all better. Hey, man, be careful. Be careful out here. Not only are men desperate, women are getting, they're desperate. The, the, the economy is doing some weird things to people. All right, and lust, and you think you're getting over on people, man. It's getting weird out here. You got to be careful. And last one here, last one. Oh, actually, there's two little things here. Two little things here. Let's get to it. Uh, let me show you this. This was allegedly a post, and it says, this is, you know, these are alleged tweets. Here's a tweet. Again, uh, people don't realize what's going on. I've been talking about this for quite a while. Allegedly, this person says men don't appreciate lingerie anymore, or we call it lingerie or victorious secretion. Okay. Men don't appreciate lingerie anymore. Lingerie. And then this dude resp responds, y'all be wearing that ish outside. Come on, man. Brothers, yo. Now, 
I've been talking about this and people have been calling me all kind of all kind of virgins and incels. The point is men are becoming desensitized. Men are not impressed. Men have seen everybody's creep, everybody's booty crack. We've seen the lining of that peace leave. Men have seen the dimples on your booty. Men have seen the titties and all the damn cleavage we can see. I know uh, people thought that uh, only when I say I'm desensitized, oh, you just old. No, even young dudes are like, eh. Dudes don't care. Dudes, dudes don't care. You guys sold too much. You exposed too much. Not only that, we see it on Instagram. Dudes are becoming in, uh, desensitized. In lingerie, are you serious? I did a show where I said there was a particular type of clothing. There was a particular type of clothing where it started. It, this has started a long time ago. Trust me, this has been in the 70s and the 60s. But there was a particular type of clothing that looked like lingerie. And they started wearing it somewhere around, I'm going to say, the 2000s. They started wearing it. And then men were saying, that's lingerie. But the women were like, no, it's not. And this type of clothing, yep, the cami, the camisole. Camisole typically was a bedroom attire. But the fashion in 21 Forever or Forever 21 started selling a camisole as an outdoor shirt. And what the women would do is put the camisole shirt on that they bought at Forever 21 and put a blazer over it. Now, in our time, the old people realized, we were like, that is like a piece of lingerie. And it would even be have the sheen, the silk, like a lingerie. It would be a lingerie top, top with a blazer over top of it, maybe. And then the women were like, this is not lingerie. This is not camas. What? Mm. Who are you fooling? Women started wearing corsets as a top with the titties pushed up and bubbling over with a blazer over the top of it. And you're going, that is lingerie. No, it's not. See, this is what we did. Now, people still simp for these things. Don't get me wrong. But what happens is over a long period of time, wearing gym attire that is form-fitting and little crop tops eventually will take the imagination away from men. And men are visual creatures. Once you see it enough, you're desensitized to it. It no longer impresses you. And if it does impress you, you will treat it as it is, as such. But women don't get it. Women don't get it, right? And so we're not trying to change civilization, but this is a perfect response. Much more doesn't need to be said. If the women are now saying we can't entice you anymore, then the reason why you can't entice us is because they chose to wear it outside. And it's no longer to the point where men will be stimulated by it or let's put it even further. Men will act on it, meaning I'll marry you. I'll be in a relationship with you because you dress like a harlot. Right. That's what it would be called. So now they want to dress like a harlot inside for their man. And he's like, just take it off. Who cares? And they spent hundreds of dollars on that holiday attire so they can wear it to impress their men. Men don't care. Men didn't care about lingerie to begin with. They really don't care about it now because we can see it out in the open. So you're losing your ability to retain men by basically doing this. Let me give you one more here. I thought that was a great, great response. And of course, shout out to the virgins out here. This is going to be a a woman that is now wanting brothers to get on the passport tip. All right. Brothers, 
let me tell y'all, I've been telling y'all a long time, the world loves us. I've been telling black men a long time, never feel insecure. People try to put you in your place with black thing, but people love us secretly deep down inside. So this is a woman says, we love black men. Come on, passport, bring your ass to the Middle East. Now, I would really consider before I go. <laughs> but this girl, this woman says, brothers getting a passport? Come on over. I got something for y'all. Let's play it. I highly recommend marrying black men. A lot of Arab and brown women are reaching out and they're trying to find black men. And I say black men are kind. Uh -oh. They're very secure in their masculinity. They're also gentle. They're also not like, like, I see this a lot in the Arab community because they grew up in it. Men get very shy that their women are, are out there or their women work or their woman does something. And black men are very chill and secure about it. Like she's on her dean. She's respecting herself. I'm not going to feel shy about this. And th that's a huge cultural difference that I definitely appreciate from marrying a black man. So do yourself a favor, ladies. Find yourself a black man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, Listen. I've gotten much love from Middle Eastern and Persian women. I've gotten much love from them. I don't know if I can afford them. Just let y'all know, brothers, they expensive. They expensive, brothers. Uh, but, you know, they are raised in a tradition where it could affect you. But you got to be careful. Uh, you got to be careful out there. Do your due diligence. Uh, if you think you're going to treat a group of Persian or Middle Eastern women like whores in public and you're going to pimp them, I probably would not do it. If you're going to be a player... I probably would not do this, all right? I would only treat them on a serious tip and get your money up, all right? Because th this is not the people to play with. They got family members that will take your ass out and snuff you, <laughs> right? They will snuff your ass out playing with their women. They got cousins that you don't even know, all right? They got cousins coming out the woodwork with hair on their backs, with hair on their backs, eating kebab. They will tear your ass up. Do not play. Right, do not play. They get real. They get real about their women. All right. So do not go out there with your player shit out in the Middle East. Not even not even here in America. Do not play. All right. Honors. Yeah, they they will they will get the they, they will have the woman missing and your ass missing. So please, brothers, do not head over to Saudi Arabia talking about passport bros. Your ass will come up missing. You will come up missing in Brazil. You'll definitely come up missing in Saudi Arabia. Do not play no games. <laughs> all right anyway all right just so y'all know i gave you all warning because if one of y'all brothers go over there and say look man we over here all right i'm gonna be like you in the wrong place brothers let's get to some contributions and then uh let's see here this dude gonna be like i'm over here in saudi arabia coach you missing it dude i had a woman who was part of the royal family in saudi arabia she invited me over i trained her she was one of my clients i tell the story all the time she came over she her her father is the brother of the the uh the king her father is the brother of the king of saudi arabia she came over um i trained her in orange county for about a month straight every day she paid every day this woman was in her early 20s and she was like oh i'd like to have you over i'd like to bring you over to saudi arabia as my personal guest i'm like i'll do that then i thought about it i thought about it i was like hold up I'm your personal guest, right? She was like, yeah. I was like, you have my back, right? Nothing's going to happen. She was like, nothing's going to happen to you. I was like. Now, there was a guy probably about, I want to say five years prior to that meeting with her. There was a guy, I think his name was James something. 
he got his head chopped off on live social media. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, look, ask Bugs Bunny first. He got his head chopped off. Oh, wait a minute. On live social media. Um, and it wasn't the Saudi people, but it was Middle East. So, you know, in my mind, in my ignorance, I don't distinguish anybody. I'm like, they chopping heads off. Who remembers that? Who remembers that? Do not look it up. I remember it happened. It was like one of the biggest things on the Internet. Like this group had this dude. They put him in front. They had him all sitting there. And then they read their script. They read their script. They was on all black with their mask on. And then they put, who remembers that? What was the dude's name? They chopped his head off right there and they held it up. And I remember they was like, don't watch it, but it's on it's on the Internet. That's what Nick Berg was his name. And, and they were like, and it was like, I want to say it was like 2008, 2009. It was like something like that. Well, I said, I'll watch it. <laughs> Big mistake. I'm not into gruesome shit like that. But I said, I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it. What year was that? What year was that? It was back in the LimeWire days. Yeah, it was back in like the dark places of the internet, 2004. So I was like, I'll watch it. Or Daniel Pearl. Which one was it? It sounds like Daniel Pearl. I think it was Daniel Pearl. So I said, I'll watch it. I watched that shit. And I was like, oh, my. It made me want to unwatch it. Oh, the humanity. I was like, I wish I never watched that. Some things you don't want to watch because people are brutal. And I watched it. I watched it. Now, when. This was maybe about a few years later. She was like, come to Saudi Arabia as my guest. And I thought, I said, if I make one mistake out there, meaning I look at one of these women's feet too long, because you know they feet going to be out. If I look at somebody the wrong way, if somebody flirts with me, if somebody flirts with me and I reject her, no, honey, I can't do anything. No, I won't look into your eyes. And then she goes and says, he did something to me. I'm going to be this dude. I'm going to be this dude, and I will come up missing. So I was like, man, I I, I appreciated her invi invitation. I was like, thank you for inviting me, but I'm going to have to return it down. I'm going to have to turn it down. But she was going to pay for everything. She was like, you can drive all my cars. You can do this. You can be at the palace. You know, you'll have my, your own living quarters. And I said, nope. <laughs> I was like, I'll pass. People are saying the names, James Foley. I can't remember his name, but I would have been done because, you know, I would have went over there and lost my mind. I would have seen feet everywhere. I'd have been like. <laughs> All right, I wouldn't have came back, bro. They would have dropped my ass off somewhere and I wouldn't have never came back looking at feet. I'd be like, y'all let these girls walk around with their feet out? Yeah, as long as we cover everything else. <laughs> Daniel Pearl, I think that's the guy's name, Daniel Pearl. It was like, as long as you cover everything else, Coat, uh, we cover everything else, but we let feet come out. I would be like. <laughs> oh, goodness, anyway. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, I've been gone. I wouldn't have made it back because I knew me. I know me. I wasn't at that point in my life that I could go out there and just not be turned on. You know what I mean? Anyway, DGC more, no credit debt for me. No credit debt for me. Guys, get out of debt. Get out of debt. That's one of the biggest things you got to get out of. And don't accumulate debt at this particular point. You see what the student loan crisis is? 
think hard, long and hard pause when you want um when you want to um when you want to uh, go to college today. Shout out to David for the thumbs up. Daniel says, thanks for all the great content and advice. We giving you opportunities to win and we're going to call you Judah drummer. I'll call you that. I don't know if you want your name to be said. Thank you for the contributions. Uh, let's see here. We're going to go over to PayPal Venmo. I wouldn't have made it out. I wouldn't have made it out, bro. I know me, man. You know, sometimes you got to know yourself. <laughs> I would have still been in Saudi somewhere missing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Kaylin. We got two from PayPal and then we'll go over to uh, Venmo. Kaylin says, what's up coach? Since you spoke on lingerie, which do you prefer Victoria's secretion or Savage Fenty? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Savage Fenty is. I'm, I'm thinking Fenty is the brand by Rihanna. But I'm not sure. I don't even know to distinguish either one. I'm not a big lingerie fan. Hey, get your ass in the bed with that T-shirt, and then take that T-shirt off. I don't give a I don't give a damn about lingerie. All right, I like naked. All right, <laughs> no government name, please. He says, let's not give these females the unwarranted attention. View relationships as a business. Please don't make decisions based on emotions. Okay. Don't prioritize that. He says, there's no need for frame and game. Don't fall for the gynocentrism. Framing game, you can't deny it, will get your ass hemmed up. <laughs> <All right? Look. laughs> Framing game, guys, is getting ninjas hemmed up. What are we doing? Are we not acknowledging this shit? Dudes is getting a car lines repossessed. Trying to play that shit. And what that is, is men still hold on to this need to believe that they are so wonderful. <laughs> they are such a wonderful human being that the women cannot resist them. This is called Casanova effect. Now, the Casanova effect, the Casanova effect should leave your system after the age of at least 32, and I'll give you 36, okay? Once you grow up as a man, you realize that being wonderful, sometimes it gets you not what you want. It'll get your ass a whole case, a whole human trafficking case, legacy ruined, kids taken, divorce. <laughs> Stop trying to be Don Juan. You ninjas trying to be Don Juan out here. Casanova complex. Somebody's going to adopt that and say they don't watch CGA. I know I must have came up with that. You Casanova ass ninjas. <laughs> listen, I'm cool. Listen, I listen. I get girls and all that shit, too. I'm not afraid to talk to women and all this. But this Casanova shit is some of the most immature shit I've seen in a long time. We got old ass men trying to be Casanovas. Dude, once you turn about 35... There got to be a whole bunch of other shit that is way more important than pulling a chick. Matter of fact, the formula is as you increase your profile, status, money, business, the women seem to be choosing on you. And I think that's the greater point of masculinity. As much people don't want to say, because when the women choose you, now you're presuming they're not choosing you for you. But the Casanova believes they're choosing me for me. Now, that's cool when you're a teenager. 
That's cool when you're about 26. It's kind of cool when you're 31, kind of. But after a while, <laughs> who cares how you pulling them? Who cares how you got the bra? Oh, you that she's only going to be listen. She's only going to be passionate if you walk up to her and pull her in the Casanova effect. How do when you're a grown man that you realize how stupid that sounds. Wait a minute. You're going to walk up and totally value her. You're going to do a numbers game. You're going to show that you ran on her. You manipulated her. You somehow impressed her with your word verbal play. And then she figured out after a while, wow, I'll give myself to you. Dude, th what year are we in? What freaking year? So now you're getting the best out of her after begging? Okay, not begging. You're getting the best out of her after you ruined her day. Oh, we just showed you a woman that said after he kept begging, I eventually relented. I gave him some because he kept pestering me. So you're going to pest the woman enough. What you talking about, dude? I'm looking at it as if the woman's looking at you like a piece of meat or a whole gold bar. That is that's actually more impressive. <laughs> that's more impressive. The woman will look at you with your own woman there. You'll have a whole woman standing next to you. To me, that's more impressive. You don't even have to say a damn word. Your whole wife could be standing next to you and a woman will be like looking at your ass like a juicy Wendy's beef burger. To me, that indicates so that indicates that you have a little bit more to offer and she's willing to give up the rules. Okay, that's more impressive as a man. But what, but, but what that does is the guy said, well, she really doesn't want you for you. They don't want you for you anyway. <laughs> Women love fill in the blanks. Women love fill in the blanks. Woman will give a dude a whole piece of peace leave and she hates the dude. <laughs> Women love what? Fill in the blank. Women love fill in the blank. No. How do women love you? I told you this yesterday. How do women love you? Let's see if we can get it. Let's see if we remember. I, I told you this yesterday in yesterday's stream. Let me see if we can get it. People can't get it yet. We don't have it yet. That means I didn't teach well. Somebody says, Tick oh, okay, we got one guy that got it. Son of Atlas got it. David McFarlane got it. Now we're getting it. Now we won't because there's a little delay. Women love opportunistically. They love opportunistically. It's, it's about the opportunity. It's not about you. It's not about you. <laughs> it's got to be an opportunity there. They love opportunistically. Period. If they don't see an opportunity, they don't even offer the love. Even if you are a build a ninja, there's an opportunity for there. That's an opportunity there. You know, see, because you'd be like, I see them with pookies. There's an opportunity there. Only if there's an opportunity. If there's no opportunity, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. Now, other than try to swindle them, impress yourself, tell them jokes, ha-ha and kiki, run game. This is all lame shit. This is all shit lame dudes do. Now, when you're young, this is stuff you needed to do. Trust me, don't get it twisted. I am a person that says you need to understand how to talk to women. 
Most of the time, just f- figure out five things to talk about and you got a hook, line, a sinker. They only got five things they think about all day long. I know. What, what, is, what is the five things? We'll tell you that later. Rational Rationality says, change my legal name to Hugh E. Johnson. Hugh E. Johnson? Uh-oh, what is that? Dexter, the Jamaica says, that bitch lying coach. Shout out to the coach gang. All right. Crypto Keeper, my mom thought it would be a good idea to set my brother's age, 31, wait, to set my brother, age 31, working at Morgan Stanley in a high position with a 33-year-old lawyer, modern woman. A girl on seeking asked for 4 k a month. $800 a month is pushing it already for Master Splinter average sixes, at best eights dolled up. So I guess your mother was setting him up with a, uh, a working woman, a degreed woman, a modern woman. All right, let me know how that goes. Uh, St. Simba says, CGA, you were stumped and started shuffling when you were reading the Super Chat from our reading rainbow, a.k.a. spaghetti-eating brother, hashtag coach gang for everyone. Which one? When the brother said, my partner? All right, Eric, Eric Figueroa says, come on, coach. You talking about Nick Berg or Daniel? who area boat small hats during the ISIS war. They violated even being around you bug and bug. <laughs> Listen, I don't care what you say. Look, if I don't know the landscape, my ass ain't going there to do nothing. I don't care what you say, bro. I don't know the, I don't know the geography. I ain't putting that on everybody, but shit, you trying to tell me, you trying to tell me to just take my ass over there? No, man, please. I ain't trying to know nothing. I ain't bugging shit, man. Look, I'm trying to stay alive. I don't even go around places in America. All right, anyway. Uh, let's see here. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, let me see here. What are we doing here? Geography kills. Yep, shout out to the crypto keeper. Keeper says the seeking chick was asking for 400K and you said 8K. 400K a month. 400K a month. I'm oh, sorry, not 400K. 4K a month for some what? Man, it's crazy. It's crazy out here. Do me a favor, man. Hit the like button. We're going to get belly deli right here. And uh, 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 oh, it's probably about time to run a commercial. All right, hit the like button. We'll be back in 35 seconds. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And- Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now, some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now?
All right, last two points of the show before we get into it. Last point of the show before we get into that money mindset. Hey, that's not it. What's going on with American, uh, the highest moral ground people here? We have a teacher. I'm presuming this is Miss Anderson. Adopts a bull, which is a young black male. I know a lot of dudes wish they could sign up for this job, but let's see if you want this job. She adopts a bull as her personal sex slave. This is the story in the news today. Let's go ahead and take you to Miss Anderson and Jamal. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Take a look at this picture. Let's look at the headline. Two weeks ago, teacher charged with making her adopted black son her personal sex slave for years. Wow. This cannot be real. Look at this snuck out. Oh, the humanity. Jamal and Miss Anderson is a deal. And of course, ladies quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. By the way, this is nothing new in our country. We definitely have a steep, steep history and tradition of this type of behavior. We think people are on their moral high ground. However, this is the history of our country. There's a long, steep legacy of this. Of course, the Mandingo movie talked about this of course now the mandigo movie is more remembered as the slave getting at the white wife right or the slaves actually being used as uh, uh, uh breeders but the mandingo definitely has been a thing if you haven't seen this movie we have this here fetishes are out of control let's report about this here and you can find this information here on the internet a former ohio teacher get this shit out of here was sexually abused. Wait, wait a minute. Sorry. A former Ohio teacher who sexually abused her student and had the teen's baby. Wow. Is now being sued by him. Oh my goodness. So she had his baby too. Boy, oh boy. How the mighty have fallen. Guys, you can't even get this one. This woman will take you. She would be on Tinder. She'd be on Tinder and you'd be paying for a date for her to try to plow her down. In March 2018, Laura Lynn Cross, now 38, pled guilty to three counts of felony battery sexually against the student. Cleveland.com reports she was sentenced to three years in prison. <laughs> What's going on with these ads? It says right here, uh, Cross convinced the victim's mom to give her partial custody of him, saying she wanted to mentor him. Yeah, only three years. That was a slap on the wrist. Okay. She wanted to mentor him. She was arrested after the boy's suspicious father recorded a conversation with him in which she admitted to having a sexual relationship, then turned that recording over to the popo. Cross was a teacher in the Akron Public School and a PTA and board member at the Tal Magda, Tal Magda County Schools where she lived the suit which is filed on april 15th in the summit court of common pleas and viewed by people names as co-defendant the superintendent of both districts as well as the employees of the district whoa my goodness oh the humanity yikes brothers this is some of y'all bust downs right here lord have mercy good lord have 
snow cow indeed my lord master split wait a minute yes let's stare at her martin luther lee oh man you clapping these cheeks i know this brother was like god dang wow man martin luther lee your birthday was the other day lord have mercy this this is just oh the humanity that's her right there that's her and that's you. He had to go and, boy, I bet you she was definitely insatiable. She was wearing that boy out. She's wearing that boy out. It says right here, it accuses all defendants of want, wanton, wanton? I don't even know what that is, and reckless conduct and failing to prevent child abuse, sexual abuse, and inflict, intentionally inflict emotional distress. It accuses cross of assault and battery. Oh, there she is. Wait a minute. Is this the same person? Never trust pictures, guys. This is the same person. Sheesh. Look at that. Man, my goodness. According to the suit, Cross allegedly began grooming the plaintiff at a young age, the young age of 12, as his sixth grade music teacher and continued grooming plaintiff at the young age of 14 as his eighth grade language art teacher. Now, if this was a man, this dude would be strung up by his balls. If this was a man, he'd be strung up by his balls. The grooming, according to the suit, entailed buying him sneakers, <laughs> Jordan, taking him swimming, bowling into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The suit alleges Cross, there she is again, Cross began sexually assaulting the student during 2012 and 2013 school year when the victim was 15 years old and in the ninth grade during that time according to the suit the boy was almost living at cross's home and the two came to school together every morning and left together in the afternoon what did they do look she was like in the morning sex and afternoon tearing that tagging that that poor boy didn't have a chance. This girl was grabbing him up when the boy, when the boy, when the boy's father became suspicious and tried to discuss the situation with school employees, nothing was done. They did nothing. Of course, if this was a young girl and a teacher, they would have a, uh, they would have Amber alert out after the victim moved in with cross in August of 2013 and then began attending the high school she continued to sexually abuse him. My goodness. All for a pair of Jordans. During the 2013 and 14 school year, it was well known in the school community that Defendant Cross and the plaintiff were engaged in a sexual relationship. They were having sex. It was well known. Wait a minute. People knew. The teachers, everybody knew. They said nothing. Meaning, it was well known that she was graping him. <laughs> she was graping him. Not having sex not having a relationship, it was well known that she was doing this. Nobody said anything. This is crazy. Again, the boy's father alleged, um, allegedly told multiple authority figures, but the suit said nothing was done. My gosh, Cleveland.com reports a federal judge dismissed a similar lawsuit on the grounds that the two-year state statute of limitations had expired. All right, apparently there's a video here. You might not be able to hear it, but um, let me see if I can put this up. There's a video. Let me see if I can pull this video real quick. This is insane. Let's play it. 
straight failure from the from the system, just from this from the school. Wow, know, and, and the police. Definitely. Definitely. Only on News 5 tonight, a father's call for change after he says his son's relationship with a teacher went on for years. Our exclusive On Your Side investigation uncovered the allegations against a former Bookdale High School teacher who tonight remains behind bars. Accused of engaging in a three-year sexual relationship with the teenager. Three years he got away with it, man. Three years. Man, that's crazy. Three years. The father says it all went on despite repeated red flags that were raised throughout. Tonight, police speak out. On your side, Chief Investigator Ron Regan joins us live now. And Ron, you've uncovered police reports detailing all these accusations. Well, these police reports from both Akron and Talmadge raise a lot. Shout out to Columbus, Ohio, by the way. Y'all out here going crazy. A lot of red flags. Still, the alleged sex continued for three years. They were having sex, you know, and they were. His son was a freshman at Akron's Bucktail High. A freshman, you say? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Ohio people mad. Coach, it wasn't Columbus. It was Akron. Akron. High school. 32-year-old Laura Lynn Cross allegedly began showing an interest in the 14-year-old the year before when she was his eighth grade English teacher. It was a straight failure from the from the system, just from this from the school, you know. And and the police. Definitely. Definitely. His father says he first grew concerned back in 2012 and spoke with a school official when his son was a freshman. Everybody I talked to I was frank with. You know, I let them know that my Does son is having off? sexual relationships relationships with this woman. With a teacher. With a teacher. We had an allegation, but we had no evidence to support that allegation. Talmadge police say they investigated, but couldn't prove it. We tried, but we didn't have any evidence, and we had an uncooperative victim. But uh, I, I got a question here. Uh, how did the teacher adopt? Uh, I, I, I know this happens. This is some dangerous mind shit, right? Oh, I'm taking an, uh, you know, Jamal is a, uh, Jamal, he has a, uh, he can be great in life, and I'm going to take him under his wing. How are the parents letting the teacher adopt him? Obviously, poverty. Let's continue. But two full years ago, the teen's mother filed this report with Akron Police. It reads, she thinks it's been going on for years, adding, but she could not prove anything, despite these text messages from Cross to the teen. You couldn't love me enough to hold me, love me, comfort me. All right, so this is typically how women get away with it. They they call it love, all right? So this is, again, why I say love has been used as a crutch to do bad things. There's a lot of people who died in name of love. There's a lot of people who loved each other too much. There's a lot of people who think they if they didn't hit their partner, they didn't love them, or vice versa. If he doesn't hit me or yell at me, he doesn't love me. So love to me is a frivolous argument because there's too many ways that I can show and point to you that people use love to do bad things. Yes, you give love a bad name. Let's continue. The text messages that you're referring to were not of the nature between a mother and son. They were more of, of uh, things that a jilted lover would say. They talk slow as hell in the Midwest, man. Spit that shit out. Come on, man. Andy Griffith talking slow as hell. Uh, we ain't got all this time. Spit it out. However, they were not sexually explicit. They didn't 
they didn't confess to any acts that had occurred and they were both questioned about these text messages midwesterns midwestern people ain't got shit to do they'd be like let me tell you a story young feller sit down right now i'll tell you a long ass story because there's nothing else for us to do where are you going you going down to the piggly wiggly there ain't nothing else to be doing what you're gonna come back from the piggy you're gonna go to the piggy wiggly and then you're gonna come back there's nothing else to do there's no amusement theme parks there's no vacation spots there's no beach there's nowhere to ride a motorcycle it's piled up in snow outside you're just going to go there and come back. You're going to go to Aldi and come on back. You're going to go to the Winn-Dixie and come on back. And I'm going to be waiting here to tell your ass a story. You got time. All right, spit it out, Andy. Just And denied again. That, I mean, they just explained everything away. Finally, the teen's mother chose not to remove her son from the home because, quote, she didn't want her son to hate her. Oh, man. So the son was getting them nuts busted. Oh, my goodness. The son was getting, uh, man, listen, I don't want to make fun of it, but the son was getting his, he was getting his feel. He was roaring. He living, and listen, I want to say, I won't say he was living a dream because that was a nightmare. He had to bang that out. But at his age, he probably doesn't care. Um, He was getting, uh, he was getting good feelings and she probably was doing nasty stuff. So, He's like, I ain't telling nobody about this. Sadly enough, this is still considered abuse. This is abuse. Whether we think he was winning or not, this is abuse. But she did notify Summit County juvenile prosecutors and Talmadge police. We had an unsubstantiated allegation at the time, and we did not notify Children's Services. Uh, so they didn't even know. Wow. He was getting in that warm embrace. Warm embrace. Yikes. And I make this it is her. last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Yep. This is what he hey, he was getting that warm and he was getting that really that wet and warm embrace. To wrap you in. Oh, my man, boy. It look like he stank too. And I make it they didn't help this brother. By the way, man, it's getting bad out here. I think uh, the Bible was right. You know, women and their sexual promiscuity will lead to stuff like this. And it's not good for it's not good for women. It's not good for men. And it's not good for society. You can think otherwise. But mental health clinics will tell you. There's a lot of women here out here losing their minds. Why? Promiscuity is going to be one of the reasons why. Unrealistic expectations about life and a reality check in the dating marketplace is another reason why. Okay? We keep overlooking it, but it is what it is. Let's get to the main event and get to that money. Let's get back to the money. Nobody's safe. We're going to give you the five steps to prepare for economic collapse or economic crises. Okay, but let's read this article here. Um, oh, you know what? I was meant to. Oh, I meant to share this. And uh, I think there's more data on this one. But if you wanted to know what it in your city, since we talk about cities a lot, not you like to make the fun of uh, cities. What you need to earn to buy a home in a large U.S. city or also this is also what it what what it uh, what it uh, the income you need to be considered wealthy. 
in your communities. There's a larger list in the file. You want me to pull that up? We could take a look at the list. What you need to earn to buy a home. Now, of course, you can buy it with less, but it's just going to be uncomfortable. Metro with the highest required income. San Jose, Silicon Valley, nearly $400,000. And that's a year. That's it. This is, this is uh, income. This is income. San Francisco, obviously, we would expect to be well over 250. San Diego, 200,000. And uh, Kevin Samuels used to say this. I used to say this. And I used to say this 10 or 15 years ago. In order to live comfortably in Southern California, you got to be making $250,000. That's as a family. That's not as an individual. You can live all far less. But I know people in Southern California that has roommates and they make $75,000 a year. That's very, very common. But yes, you can live off less, but we're talking about quality of life, meaning you can do whatever you want. You can get good seats at any ball game and you can worry about going. You can go to um, you can go to the Hollywood Bowl. You can go to concerts like you don't have to scrimp and scrape. You don't have to sacrifice. So two hundred thousand dollars a year in San Diego, two hundred thousand in Los Angeles, hundred and sixty nine Seattle, Boston, New York and Denver. We're talking about the high one fifties and with inflation. Um, you know, a hundred grand is not a hundred grand what it used to be. Now, if you're in Midland, Texas, you're wealthy. If you're one of the roughnecks in Midland, Texas, and you're making over a hundred grand and you're telling me, coach, I live in Kentucky and I make a hundred grand and I'm a, I, I live like a king. Okay. You live in Kentucky. Mm. Let's, let's keep it in perspective. You live in Kentucky, you live in Kentucky and you make a hundred grand. <laughs> okay. So that's just the reality of it. You're still, you're good, but you still have to live in you still have to live in Kentucky. There's a there's a city I'm trying to think. I cannot think of it, but it has a funny name, which is a an affluent area of Kentucky. But for some reason, the slip in my mind. All right. Uh, yes, you live in somewhere in the middle of Midland. Yes, it's it's all relative. You got to live in Midland. What are we doing here? Tupelo. Mississippi. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to pull this up here. Let's see if I can pull it up. I may not be able to pull it up, but anyway. Not Louisville. Paducah. Paducah was the one. Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah. Yes, you live in Paducah, Kentucky. Yes, that's what I meant to. I couldn't think of it. It's an affluent area of Kentucky. All right, shout out to Paducah. You live in Paducah, Kentucky, and you make six figures. You're balling, but you still got to live in Paducah. I love the name Paducah. You still got to leave in Paducah. All right, uh, let's see here. Nobody's safe. Let's go to this story right here. Usain Bolt. You want to hear this? I like the cities that have funny names, too, because it makes it sound funny. Tupelo, Paducah. It says right here, uh, report, Olympic sprinter. Is it Usain Bolt or Usain Bolt? $10 million retirement fund wiped out after massive scam leaves him with only $2,000 in his account. Damn. This is as of yesterday, guys. Thank you for the coach gang for sharing these stories. This is a reality, guys. This is real. A lot of times, man, you guys don't know, man, there's scams, there's criminals. When you get rich, it's not about getting rich. It's about staying rich. Getting rich slowly. Sometimes you fall for the scam. Somebody might say, hey, uh, if you invest this and double down at FTX, you'll be good. We'll pay you to invest. And then you get wiped out. 
You put accountants over your money instead of watching your money every day. And you get put in this situation. This is sad to hear. I'm sure he has other accounts, but he's saying this account got wiped out. All right, so not saying he's broke, but this account got wiped out. Decorated Olympic, Olympic athlete Usain Bolt has begun the new year with a financial loss, according to the Jamaica Observer. As reported by Especially Sport, Bolt was scammed from around $9,998,000 in his personal stock and securities uh, limited SSL retirement fund this month, according to a source who stated that only $2,000 remains in the account. Wow. The news was also shared via the Jamaican Gleaner on YouTube. Gleaner, I'm assuming. On Thursday, adding the sprinter's retirement funds are wiped out. And he fears he won't recover money. Uh, Fears he, that's, why did they put that twice? He fears he won't recover money. In addition to the Jamaican athlete, 30 people in total have lost $1.2 billion from the SSL. This is why I tell you the stock market, you know what I mean? It's like gambling. You got to know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you get, get wiped out. Due to an internal employee assisting as an outside wealth advisor, according to the report. If you're broke right now, it is time to build your team. You need to build your team now so that when you start accumulating any levels of wealth, you have good people that you trust that have sacrificed to be in your network and your social circle that won't screw you over. Unfortunately, when you get wealthy, you start looking for this. And we showed this with the girl, uh, P&B rock girl. She was like, well, we're 30. I didn't realize it. And then we had money and we didn't have the right people around. Start getting the right people around now. Network. Though they there was an internal suspicion raised in August of 2022, the scammer was not caught. And the potential recovery of the stolen assets is unknown at the time. Bolt's financial hardship likely includes money he earned from his Puma ambassadorship that began in 2013, reportedly totaled $10 million each year. Bolt shared a tag on an Instagram photo, spreading the brand in November. Okay, we see that. Okay, $10 million a year. Of course, he had to spend a couple of them. And uh, that's just the reality of it. Wow, uh, very sad to note there. Very, very sad to note. But look, nobody's safe in this economy. Nobody's safe from scammers. Uh, the opportunities for you to get wealth is uh, is actually easier than you keeping your wealth. Getting wealth and keeping wealth are two separate things. So let's talk about the five steps for economic preparing yourself for an ep- ec- economic crisis. Sorry, I messed that up. Let's say it again. Let's give you the five steps to prepare for an economic crisis. Okay, number one. And this is going to be a tough one for you to do. If you're not willing to do this, you're not willing to be wealthy because one thing we know about people who want to be wealth or rich or successful, this all falls into the same category, financially stable. The one thing you have to understand that many times in your family, you're the only one that understands the value of the time that you put into it to become wealthy. Many of your family members will then treat you like a money tree in which you will throw money, good money at bad, and it will ruin you. So the first thing you have to do is to prepare yourself to mentally cut off and financially cut off your family. This is a tough one. Maybe not your immediate family. 
certainly your extended family. You got to cut them off. You got to understand that the many times they will be broke and you will start to accumulate wealth and stack. You will start to put money away, sock it away for what? A rainy day for late life planning in case of you, Hussein Bolt. He's thinking this is my retirement money and it gets wiped out. But people start seeing you accumulate a little bit of wealth and then they start putting their paw out. Gots to cut them off. Gots to cut them off. You cannot do this because this is called dead weight. Throwing good money at bad. If they didn't sacrifice and risk for that money, they won't value the money. Even this might be your children. I was listening to the one great guy. Um, What is the guy's name? Damn. I can't even put respect on his name. Oh, Nino Brown is his name. And he was talking about Master P's situation. Master P looked at somewhat of his family as a business and never really got close to him. He was explaining his relationship with his son. But he says, Master P has a problem that I have. And shout out to Nino Brown. He says the problem he has is he has family. And family members sometimes can be your greatest uh, liability. And family does not value what it took for you to build the wealth. They just see you as a money tree. So you got to get them to the point where they understand that, yes, this is what I sacrifice. Where are you willing to sacrifice? Every, every club you join has a sacrifice. So this is a mental preparation. I sacrifice. I risk. I put my own name, image, and likeness out. I did the work. I did the work when it wasn't valuable to me. And thus it started becoming valuable. And then when I was doing the hard work, you ignored it. You watched me many times. You prayed and prayed on my downfall. But now that I'm here, you won't help. No, this is throwing good money at bad. If you enter into a club, police academy, football team, it doesn't matter. The military, you have to make a sacrifice. Sometimes you have to shed blood. A secret society, anything you enter into, and I was explaining this to men yesterday, there is a price to pay of admission. You have to buy a ticket which means a sacrifice must be made. You have to start conditioning to be strong enough to be on that football team. And you have to sacrifice where everybody else made the sacrifice. Military, cops, police academy, everything has a entree where you sacrifice something. And if you're not willing to make a sacrifice, forget it. Forget it. You can't be trusted with secrets and personal information. If you don't make a sacrifice, not only that, I cannot let you get in Freely, when I made other people sacrifice, you got to get in. And if you don't want to get in, you got to make your own club. Got to make your own club with your own rules and whatnot. So that's the first thing. Be prepared to cut family off. That's number one. In a financial crisis, dead weight. So family could be your wife. If your wife ain't pulling up her end of the bargain, if she's out here slow and she's pulling up the rear, or potentially she don't want to make sacrifices in her life. Hey, you know what? We got to cut back on the Louis Vuitton. We got to cut back on the dates. We got to cut back on the food, the expenses. We got to cut back on all of the kids, the stuff you're buying the kids. If she says no, cut her ass off now before the economy gets worse. Because eventually she's just going to divorce you. Divorce goes up in an economic crisis. Next thing you do. The next thing you do is stack at least... At least $25,000 to $50,000 liquid cash. This is going to be a very big challenge to a lot of men. It might seem impossible to a lot of men. But in this case, you got to get liquid. 
to prepare for our financial crises. Some people might call it an emergency fund. I'm just saying you got to get liquid. And that includes getting out of debt. Get liquid. 50K, 25K is, 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 is the lowest. 50K liquid. 50K in a, a, a bank account or several bank accounts. 50K liquid. Because you're going to need to, it, it, let's just say you stop bringing in money. Uh, you're going to hemorrhage money really fast. And if you don't have that 50K, you're going to lean on debt. And then when you run out of debt to leverage, then you're going to be stuck. Okay, get to 50K, that mattress money, right? You got to get that mattress money. Or you got to have it in accounts. You got to get the 50K liquid. You never know when you get bounced. You never know when the spigot gets cut off. Get 50K liquid. Okay, that's number two, how to prepare for a financial crisis. All right, that's number two. Number three, do not buy new things. And we talked about that. Do not buy new things in this marketplace. When I say don't buy it, meaning don't finance it. Now, here's where it comes in. This is where the preparation comes in. Know that in a financial crisis, as we lead up to a financial crisis, know that there's going to be a necessity to need things. Look at where your car is. See where your car is. If you're going to need a car in the next two years before the financial crisis hits, you might want to resolve that issue. Maybe you have an emergency. Your car conks out. And then you take it to the mechanic. The mechanic says, you're going to need to put $5,000 in that car. And you might think it's dumb. I'm not going to put five grand into a car. But sometimes you'll say, as a result, I'll just go finance a new one. But the interest rates are so, too high. You might not be getting the best deals. You might do it in an emergency, walk on a car lot, walk right off the same day because you're desperate. But sometimes you might be able to make some, make some changes. Potentially, if you stack some cash in your liquid, you can buy a little smaller car outright to get you through it. Maybe you can rent on Toro. Maybe you can get a lease. Maybe your credit's bad and you have a perfect storm. Damn, my credit's bad. I can't get money or I can't get money borrowed against it because my credit's bad. That's a bad situation. Get your credit up in case of emergencies. But buying a car instead of fixing the repairs is kind of going to be a bad deal. The five grand seems like a lot. But then you just finance 70 grand, 50 grand, 30 grand, 20 grand. You financed it over 84 months at $600 a month with an APR of 20%. I think you just messed yourself up because you had an emergency. You have a long-term, you, you long-term stranglehold yourself, okay, with a high, high interest rate. So be careful, be careful. And if you don't want to get a car, um, it's going to be tougher on you, but you might want to, you know, maybe you can do Ubers for a while until you stack. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe just maybe if you do finance a vehicle or buy a vehicle, you can use it. You could use it as a part-time gig to do Uber, Uber Eats, or any of those things if you, if you need to do it. But I would say, for me, one of the biggest crushers of building your finances back in order is car payments. Car payments are a big crusher, and they're hard to get out of. They're not easy to get out of because typically people get in upside down on car payments, and they get in quickly upside down. The way you get upside down on the car payment, ask women, ask women. They Most of them upside down on car payments, okay, already, because they typically don't want to go in and put a down payment in. 
I'm going in no down payment. And they typically do things where they add no, no, no payments for 30 days, 60 days, which is a trap. Um, or they'll do things like, um, like they'll say what their payment, they want their payment to be. I want my payment to be 600 a month. They'll gladly get that. They'll gladly meet that. Yeah, they'll do the no credit checks and stuff like that. Never be ashamed to drive an old vehicle, gentlemen. One of the prides of young men is that they want to be seen rolling. You see me rolling, and then you realize that you messed up. You get in very big financial bind by buying the Range Rover, but you got a $1,000 payment on the Range Rover, but you make $3,000 a month. That's going to be a bad one. Okay. Ride, ride in a busted vehicle for about two years. Stack some cash and then upgrade that vehicle in about after two years. Then you have cash. You might have another $5,000 in cash. Take that $5,000, get a better vehicle. And you always want to stay in the, of the model before they change the body style. So you have a current body style. You have the previous body style. And then you have the older model body, body style. You want to stay in the last year before they switch the body style. So you look current at least. But there's deals out there that you can take $5,000 cash and get a very good vehicle. You can get a very good vehicle. So those are a couple of things right there. Did I give you three? Okay, we're giving you two more to avoid uh, steps to prepare yourself in an economic crisis. Network, guys, build your team. If you don't know what build your team is, I've been telling you about this on the Money Mindset, which is on Patreon.com. We talk about your team. I give you an actual graph as to how to build your team and in what areas you should build your team because you're going to have to leverage your network. If you're a man that has a, no network and then you get into a financial crisis and you get laid off, you need a job and you have no network, meaning you can't find a job or you can't quickly transition into a backup job that you have in which you can get some of these people in your network to patch your way through until you recover. But you only got girls draws. You only have women in your network. Oh, I got 50 women that I fornicated with. Guys, you losing. Not today. Women cannot help you in an economic crisis, nor will they. Sex is not going to help you in an economic crisis. Um, it will probably hamper you in an economic crisis because women tend to draw back into survival skills, meaning they'll go relationships or get pregnant in an economic crisis. They'll move in, cohabitate. Oh, I'll move in. Just come on. Oh, I'll get pregnant. Oops, I'm pregnant when things are rough. So that's not going to help you. Your network should consist of, and I'll be quick, but I'm not going to give you the whole thing. You know, you should know somebody in law. You should know somebody in medicine. You should know somebody and there's, you should know somebody in all of these things, real estate, which includes mortgage, uh, real estate agents, people in title, people that know how to, uh, people at no landscaping. There's a whole bunch of sections to everything. I actually went over this in my course, unapologetically masculine. You should know people in law, all forms of law, criminal law, family law, law enforcement, okay, uh, people that work in uh, as county clerks. You should know all of these people. This is your network. You should know people in finances, money managers, wealth managers, because if you get wealthy, you're going to need these people, accountants. You should know a judge in law enforcement. I know judges. Like, I got their business card. You should know them. You should know a police officer so that you can reference them. They can do background checks on you. You should know private investigators. You should know these people by name because you're going to need them. You're going to need them. These are just examples of building your network. If you don't know how to build a network, 
There's several places you could do it. Toastmasters, BNI, um, you know, these Legion clubs, secret societies, fraternities, sororities. There's plenty of places to network. You can go network at cigar bars, cigar bars, lounges. See, people that just focus on dating, this is a money grab. This is a money drain. This is not going to help you out as a man. You need to be helped out as a man. Country clubs. How do you get in a country club? Well, you got to start stacking your cash. Uh, golf clubs, tennis clubs, uh, if you will. See, DJs and nightclubs, they ain't going to help your ass out. Going to the club and knowing the dude and the bouncer, he really ain't going to help you out in a tough time. But you got to be able to do these things. And yes, brothers, you guys got to very, very, you guys got to get very aggressive in doing this. So network, network, your network is your net worth. If you hang around broke ninjas, you're going to be the next broke ninja. If you hang around people that are kind of wealthy or trying to attain wealth or all out wealthy, you're probably going to start mimicking their qualities. And you'll start shuffling like a um Uncle Tom if you're a black dude. All of a sudden, you'll be coming out. You'll be coming out with Docker shorts and a polo shirt, and you'll be looking at yourself. You'll be looking at yourself and say, what kind of ninja have I become? You're probably going to become a successful ninja. All right, you got to pull your pants up after a while. Got to take off the skinny jeans after a while, them stretchy-ass skinny jean pants. Sometimes you got to put the Jordans away and pull out the uh, penny loafers. <laughs> you got to pull out the penny loafers. Sometimes you got to go to the tennis club and go out there with Nancy and all of them, and you got to put your little shawl on, tie it up, you know what I mean, and sit out there with your tennis racket. Sometimes you got to learn how to swing a golf club. <laughs> got your sweater vest on with your polo shirt underneath. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Now, if you're in the art community, same thing. You got you to gotta be like them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to get them Argyle socks. You got to do it. You got to look, 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 look. <laughs> the duck head. <laughs> look. This is about survival, y'all. This is about survival. Uh, doing these things to, to, to appear real with your, with your, with your do-rag and your Yankee cock hat fitted, Yankee fitted, that ain't going to get you only but so where. So much in the real world, this is kind of how things operate. This is called the old boys club. Sometimes you can get close. All you got to do is get close. All you got to do is get close. You get close. You'll start hearing, dude, they'll start dropping. They'll start dropping facts on you. They'll start dropping hints on you and you'll be like, damn. But typically what we do is then we tell everybody else. And then they say, dude, we're not supposed to tell you that. I had clients that I always tell you my clientele's um I had some rich clients. Not all of them were white. I, they were Asian, they were all ethnicities, Jewish, white, Latino, uh black, you know, majority white. They were they were Middle Eastern, Persian. I had all races and you have to understand about money. You have to understand about money. Money is held by people of all races. Not just white people have money, but yes, the majority of the country is white. So yes, the majority of people in this country that I got money is white, but there's some rich Middle Easterns. There's some rich ass Asians in this country. Many of them self-made. Many of them, they didn't come for money. Although people might think they came for money. Many of them did not come for money. They picked themselves up. I know a white dude that's on the Forbes list and his company is on the Forbes list, publicly owned company. He was the president for a long time. He was bankrupt in the 1970s, in the 80s. He went bankrupt. 
and he came from a poor family. Now, if you've seen the dude, he looked like the he looked like he looked like one of the whitest, most country club racist <laughs> Republicans you ever met. Yes, rich ass Africans, rich Africans. This dude, like he looked like the dude that would be on the Richie Rich commercial cartoon. He looked super racist. He looked super Republican. He looked like the guy that you would think he would be saying the N word every time he saw. I was his. He I, he showed he dropped so much game on me financially. He took me under his wing. And he was like, I was a hippie and used to smoke weed when I was in college. <laughs> you would never known. He was like, yep, I was the dude. And he showed me a picture. He had long hair, a big mustache. And he was, you know, fit. And he was, um, he was like, yeah, when I was, when I was young, I was a hippie and used to smoke on weed. And guess what? Now he looked like a racist Republican, <laughs> but he was cool as hell. When I got to know him, he took me under his weed wing. And he used to be like, yeah, people think I'm woman. Yeah. He looked like the monopoly dude. And I used to be like this dude, I, I used to not be able to relate to him. Then he opened up, I opened up, I opened up and he would just drop game on me. Drop mad game on me, and he would drop so much game on me, but I was financially inadequate to capitalize. This was a mistake because he used to be like, Hey, he used to be like, Hey, uh, have you heard of this? You know, insider trading. He wouldn't tell me insider secrets, but he'd be like, You know, this thing is happening. You might want to check it out. <laughs> and I was like, Really? And then what would happen was a week or a week or so would go by, and he was like, Did you buy some of that stuff that I was talking to you about? <laughs> and I was like, uh, not really. I just didn't. He was like, but then he saw me with new shoes. He saw me with new shoes and he was like, why you didn't, um, <laughs> he didn't get it. He didn't get it. And I used to be like, but, but then I would say, oh, you know, my ex-wife taking me through a divorce. I'm struggling. But then he see me with new shoes. And he used to be like, Damn, trying to help your ass, <laughs> trying to get you ninjas to realize. And he was like, well, you know, if you do what you are, he would say, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. He would hit me with that. And I said, like, damn. And I would feel like I was letting him down. Let him down. I'm letting him down. I'm hustling. He's helping me out with the hustle. He's dropping secrets. He's like, hey, uh, you know, this this thing is actually moving. And he'd be dead right. Next week, next day on the news, I see it. And I'll be like, damn, it wasn't insider information, but he was just saying, there's a trend happening. You might want to check it out. See what I mean? And those are the things that after a while, I was like, okay, all right, I got to see what's important. And he was the dude with the Nike Air Monarchs. So he was so he was rich and wealthy, but he had the Nike Air Monarchs. This is how he came to the gym, right? And this dude was worth, he, his house is worth $10 million. And I know he had money. His wife even took me under his wing. They loved me, dude. They used to drop me. They used to drop. I trained his whole family, by the way. Just so you know. That's the type of situation that comes down. Uh, this is the shoes that he'd be wearing. He had them Air Monarchs. Matter of fact, I think something happened with Nike. And then he stopped even wearing Nikes. He went to the New Balance. <laughs> right? He was like, I'm no longer buying these Nikes. I was like, you was only spending $55 on them. He was like, I ain't even buying no more. He was that dude. He was that Republican dude. He was like, okay, I'm going to New Balance now. I trained his whole family. Not only that, I trained him, his wife, his two one of his two daughters, and his daughters, 
son. He put me on all of them. He had me paid. He had me paid. They they really be trying to help you out. He was like, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you train her? He had the whole family coming to me. And I was just going, somebody says, train them at what? Well, damn it. If you don't know, man, you haven't been long enough yet. Uh, fill them in. <laughs> fill them in on what I used to do prior to YouTube and simultaneously with YouTube. So, guys, um, that's number four. Did I give y'all number four? Let's give you number five. Let's give you number five. Five steps to prepare yourself for an economic collapse. And at, that is to start a business today. No, 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 no. Start a business yesterday. Start a business yesterday. What does a business protect you against? Well, some of the things that will happen initially, that is, if you have a business, sometimes you can have the money over there. You can push the money over there. It will push you to actually start doing things that can protect you from getting laid off. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Well, I don't know what to start a business in. I know a lot of us do that. A lot of us have this. A lot of us have this idea. I don't know what to start a business at. Well, that's going to be your step in masculinity. And we're talking to the men, but there's some ladies listening to me right now. Everybody has a skill. Everybody has a skill, and you're probably talking yourself out of making that skill into income. And then what's going to happen is you're going to see somebody make income off of the skill that you said, I could have done that. I had that idea. I should have done that. It could be YouTube. It could be editing. It could be anything. Cutting hair, mowing lawns. Okay, I'm not going to go and think about everything that you could possibly do. There's also trades. These are skills. These are hard think these are hard jobs that people are going to need. And you are definitely going to be have to lean on it at some particular point because in the crises, people are going to only spend money on things that they need. People still need their lawns cut in an economic crisis. People still need haircuts in an economic crisis. People still need um, uh, people still need a whole bunch of things. People still need to be entertained in an economic crisis. People still need to eat in an economic crisis. People are lazy, but if you know how to cook, you know how to do things. This is business opportunities for you. Car repairs. Yes, they're going to need these things. Ladies, peace leave. People are still going to need these things. Now, if you have a skill that you've been thinking about capitalizing on it, that's called capitalism, this is what you need to start cultivating. And don't wait until you need to do it. Don't wait until you get laid off. Don't wait until you say, damn, I'm in dire straits. Because then it's desperation. And let me tell you about desperation. They already selling that. People can smell desperation. Like I could smell a bit. Never mind. People can smell desperation. When you're trying to sell something to them. And you're desperate. You'll take shortcuts. You'll actually violate networks. You'll do things that try to catch people slipping. And people can smell desperation. They can also smell the inexperience of a business person. So um, uh, one thing a desperate person can do and will do is they'll violate networks. They'll show up to a network and expect business to be laid upon them. This is a violation. This is also deceptive in a scam. So you come in and you say, hey, you have a great, ne great network, CGA. I sell this. You sell whatever it is your skill is. 
And then you say, I've known you for two minutes, CGA. Let me have your network. Mm. Refer everybody business to me tomorrow. Like, let me in. But you haven't sacrificed. You haven't shed blood. You haven't risked. You haven't earned trust. You haven't built. You haven't invested in the network. See, this is called giver's game. See, you have to give first in order to receive back. That's going on for that's been going on since the beginning of time. But if you show up only to receive and then probably you're not going to give back, you're not going to be in the network. Hey, you got a great network. Why don't you give me your mailing list? You've built up over years. If that's a requirement and I got a guy here, he's listening to me now. He's like, oh, you taking shots at me. I would never do something like that because that that is that is taking what I built for years and potentially giving you the power of it. I couldn't do anything like that. I built this list of people, emails, phone numbers, collaborations. I built that for years. You can't just walk in and get that. You got to do what? You got to bend over and touch your toes. You got to grab for something. You got to shed blood. We got to make a blood agreement. You got to invest. You got to pay. You got to pay. Hey, CGA, come over to my platform. Since you build your audience, I'm going to build my audience off of your audience. That's going to be a no. How about $2,000? Hey, CGA, come on over. I'll listen. Yes, it sucks, but I got 100 people asking me right now. That's just how it goes. I sat up here every day for hours and hours talking, building up my skills and all of this shit, editing, making channels, getting demonetized. Now you want to just have me just show up so my, my people can show up at your channel. That's not how it works. That's violating me. What do I get from it? Think about it. People don't, like, selfish people don't think about that shit. And it really turns me off. It, it doesn't help your case. Because then people will say, oh, it's because you got more subscribers, and then you're, you're not coming over because you have more subscribers. It doesn't have to do anything with that. It's a violation of the person's hard work. I worked hard at this. I deserve to get something from the shit. I'm not just going to go over there just to talk. I talk on my channel. I'm not going to go over there to talk on your channel. While you collect the super chats, the AdSense, and everything else in the background, the, 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 um, the subscribers, what did I get from it? Think about it. That's the same thing with networking. If you just show up where I've networked for years and you show up with your paw out and say, hey, tell everybody about my solar business. Everybody you know that owns a house, they'll use my solar business. I'll make the money, right? Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> and then I'll run off with the bag. And then I'll get all the money in the business. And then I'll be so busy. I won't even be able to give anything back to you. Networking requires that you sacrifice. And desperate people network poorly. This is why you don't build. This is why you don't win. When you join a network, you fall back. And then you learn if there's an opportunity to give, you give. You might not, you might say, I can't afford to give. This is why I told your ass. This is why I told you to start a business now so that you're not in an economic crisis. So when you start making money, you can give in the network first. You don't just jump, jump in people's network and then just start expecting business to roll. That's not how it works. You might be able to do that, but you're going to get kicked out of that network. With that being said, those are the ways you avoid economic crisis. I hope you took notes. I hope you took notes. 
Uh, by the way, women typically network in this manner as well. All right. So this is why they're, you know, they tend to, uh, what they'll do is they'll use their sex appeal to get into the network. Sometimes that works for them. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. So they'll show in, they'll show up like this. They'll show up like, hi, I'm pretty and I'm selling mortgages. Now, it works for some, somebody going to tap that ass or some dude that'll be desperate enough to want a pretty woman around and talk. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi, Susan, the mortgage girl. And she just drops in and drops out. She drops out. She comes back and shows up when she needs some money, drops back out, drops in, drops out. She just shows up and be pretty. That's how she networks. It works for them sometimes, sometimes in the long run, but, but long run, it doesn't work. Because they keep having to do this shit over and over again. And, and then people start figuring it out, right? They start figuring it out and they start losing. Let me get to these super chats. Hope you took notes because I don't remember the shit. Yeah, these are users. They go, oh, damn, I'm in the bind. Uh, who can I call? Hey, how you doing? They call up the sugar daddies. They'll call up their boyfriends. They'll get on Tinder. They'll start using their job. Oh, they have a clientele. They'll start bugging their clientele. Hey, how are you? Guys, this is desperation. And sometimes they'll get a couple of $600. They'll get a couple of $500 here and there. They'll get a couple of meals and dinners. They might have to get their peace leave ran. And then they back broke a month later. They back broke and they got to start the cycle again. And then they end up do start ignoring their text messages. Then they start having to find new gumps. You know what I mean? This is how typically they'll network. Not all of them. This is how they do it. Do start figuring out, okay, I see what you're about. They start ignoring them. And now, what? dude, they will bug the shit out of you. If you ever gave them a meal, they're like kittens. They're like cats. Yeah, they burn bridges like a mother sucker. And then they wonder why they burn bridges. You feed a stray cat, that cat will keep coming back for food and be very unapologetic at the way they do it. They will demoralize themselves because they're in need. That rent be due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Don't feed strays. I mean, if you feed strays, just realize they coming back. They coming back and they will do anything. All right, I'll do all I'm getting evicted. And they'll come suck on you and do all of this stuff. <laughs> right. But after a while, after you didn't had them two or three times, you don't like them no more because you realize that they're a succubus. Anyway, let's get to these super chats. We're giving y'all game. And by the way, if you want more of this, yes, it's time to grift now. Look, let me tell y'all something. Talking to a knowledgeable individual. Yeah, I've given more information to men to make great lives of themselves. And it's an opportunity for you to do so. Uh, I know I'm just a broke, ashy, old, balding, short, little ass ninja over here. Uh, but if you think I don't know what's going on in the world, you're crazy. A moment to grift. Hey, Coach Greg Adams. Patreon.com. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams is the actual site. Money Lions said group. We got over 100 men over there killing the game. They making changes in their lives. Some men that didn't even join the money mindset and they changed their whole life. But. If you think this is a grift, if you think we don't know what we're talking about, we telling y'all what's up over there. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams is where it's at. Ladies, if you want to join too, we had two ladies in the Money Mindset group as well. And if you want to join over there, let it, let me know. I won't make you show your feet. You don't have to show your feet, but we make it happen over here, man. We changing lives over here. And I apologize for changing your life. I apologize for sacrificing. I apologize. Hey, I'm very unapologetic. If you don't like CGA, it's a problem with you. It ain't a problem with me. Join the locals, too, if you really want to know what these ladies are like. You really want to know what these ladies are like. Join CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Let's get to these Super Chats. And hit the like button on the way out. And if you can't join, 
I want you to consider that. And if you can't join, you say, I can't afford $50 or $50 a month. By the way, there's over, there's over probably 50 live streams or so, maybe definitely over 35, almost 40 live streams where we meet weekly over the last year and a half. You can go back. That's what you get access to. You get access to all of those streams. Some of them don't work because they were on old platforms and all of that. Those are the old ones. Don't start with the old ones. Start with the new ones. Start with the new ones. You're getting game dropped on you. Money mindset people speak up. If you can't afford it, consider that a wake-up call that you can't afford to invest in yourself. Now, if you're unwilling to invest, that's one thing. I don't not, I don't want to invest. Fine with me. I'm not begging you. We're doing actually fine over there. We're doing very well. However, if you can't afford it, that should be a wake-up call. That should be a wake-up call that you're not ready for what's going to happen either by summer or in the next two or three years. You understand? It's only 50 a month. Yeah, only. How do I sign up? We're going to scroll it across the screen. I know we got a whole hand sometimes. Here it is right there. It's going to be back. Exclusive content at patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Somebody put a link in the live chat for the locals and Patreon. Somebody put a link. One of the people with the wrenches put a link for PayPal. Uh, sorry, for patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams money mindset group. We also have the coaching program going on. People are in and out of the coaching program. We're doing so much behind the scenes. It's crazy. It is so crazy. And dudes are out here stacking. The people who are winning, they winning. And they moving in silence and in violence. Not a lot of people are telling you. And look, if you saved $1,000 living the free agent lifestyle, you won. If I saved you $1,000, there's dudes that went from making $80,000 to $150 based on the free agent lifestyle alone. There's people that save themselves in divorce. People saving money on this content. We're building a group of men. And it's Liddy. There's no, you're getting excess. Uh, if you think that uh, Friday is my last, last live stream of the week, you're not on Locals and you're not on Patreon. Because on Sundays, I come back in the morning on Locals. And on Sunday night, I come back on Patreon. All right. So you wait from Friday to Monday. You miss CGA. We there on Sunday. Working. <laughs> we doing what's up, man. We are get, we are killing the game out here. Thank you for sharing that link. We got people sharing links. Uh, I see the links over on. I see the links over on the Notorious channel, but not so much on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. It's about to get real uh, in the field. It's about to get real in the field. And listen, we're not trying to put you down. I want dudes to win, but I can't help everybody. Can't help ever. And let me just say this. I plan to be here on a long time. I don't care how much adversity I get on here. The adversity that I receive on this platform, I it's not even, you don't even know the half. If It brings me great stress every day on this platform. And a lot of this stuff comes from men, unfortunately, which is a sad indication and an indictment on this space. It actually makes me, cringe and and sick about associating with some members of this space but with that being said i will say this and i will say this get it now because if i plan to be here and doing stuff like this and i will i don't care what type of adversity i'm gonna be here for a long time i might not be here today on here 
this platform or that platform, but I'm going to do this. I'm in a position where I can do this for a considerable amount of time. You better get it now because if you wait too long, you won't be able to afford it. <laughs> I just say that as a man kindly. This is discounted at this moment. If I get into the position I want to get in, this will come at a great cost. You will probably not be able to afford it. And that's just the confidence that I have in the information that I have. You haven't even gotten all the information. This is a discount right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if this goes the way I want it to go in the belief system that I have in myself, while you're watching people making the same content five years in their car, and you see me elevate, you see me elevate over a period of time. If you think that this is a cost for you now, just wait. Just wait. There's going to be inflation on this. The game is beat sold to not told. Somebody says, can Amaj drop the link? Uh, let's see here. We're gonna make uh we're gonna make a lot of great men, ladies. If you're here, I know you're here. There's gonna be a few good women out here. And we're gonna all come in through the free agent lifestyle. After this recession and economic crisis is over, there's gonna be great people made and we're gonna ascend. We're gonna continue to climb. Others are gonna be in the same damn spot. Oh, I gotta get classy beats a mod over here. They're going to be in the same place wondering what happened. Let me see here. Uh, add as moderation. Add as moderation. Where we got going on here? We got a couple. Crypto Keeper says the seeking coach. Okay. Uh, speaking my mind says warm embrace. Speaking my mind also says never let a good crisis go to waste. Make an opportunity of it. Make an opportunity of it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Teddy KGB, to my young men, I'm a shining example of delayed gratification. You got to have it. He says, it wasn't until I was 34 that I acquired money and leverage. Be patient. Your day is coming. Sacrifice. Learn the game. The game. Not game. Learn the game. You will have power over your life. That's what we're trying to get you guys to do. And men don't want to be patient. No, I ain't going to wait. Then you impregnated straggle daggle. And then you call me on a coaching call. And I'm like, I got to charge you $600 an hour. And you're like, I don't have $600 an hour. I'm on child support. That's your fault. You couldn't wait, couldn't you? All right, JC says, I'm new to business and only made $1,400 in my digital agency last year, but I spent 3K. He says, am I able to leverage the benefits, though I didn't make that much? Yes, because you, you have experience. See, the experience is going to um, make you a lot more money. Right. You're going to learn what works and what doesn't work. So learn what works. Multiply that. Learn what doesn't work. Get rid of it or modify it. So just because you didn't make the money yet doesn't mean that there's no money to be made. You just got to make a minor tweak here and there. Get with me to figure that out. Late escape says desperate people network badly. That was fired. Thanks, CGA. And never let people network badly with you, right? And I know if that's a word. If people jump at you and say, here, I got a great opportunity. But that opportunity also comes at them being rewarded. I often say, boy, you better sit down with CGA. You better break bread 
smoke cigars, hang out, learn me, let me learn you, let me trust you, and so forth and so on. Do not just show up, coach, I got something for you. Get the fuck out of my face. Because here's the deal, here's the deal. I'm not just talking about one person. I get this all the time. Don't do that. Do not do that. That is poor networking skills. That's poor. Because why would I just jump on some shit just because you showed up and said jump on some shit? I, I, don't, I don't get that. I think it's poor on your part. You got to break bread. Hey, CGA, man, I know a dude that, that, that wanted me to get in on a, a deal with him. I made a deal with him, but I don't have any money, by the way. I got on the deal. He hopped on. He flew in to where I was. He says, let's meet up. I have two dudes that I'm doing deals with. He said, I, I'm going to fly in. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you at lunch. Don't worry about it. I got it covered. I had met with him, had lunch. We, we, we broke bread. We talked. He told me what was what. Blah, blah, blah. I had a dude that met with me like that four times. Before I agreed to anything. Four times the dude met with me. He got he knows who he is. He lived in he lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Orange County. He got on his motorcycle. We met four times before he offered me anything. He said, this is my idea. This is what I have. Hey, look, let's build this relationship. Let me get you to trust me. He sent super chats. He met with me. He took me to lunch. He, he showed me shit. He planned it out. He folded that shit out. He had this. He didn't tell me to give him anything. He didn't ask me for anything. He didn't tell me to give me anything. He didn't tell me to hand over information. He didn't tell me to hand over my networking list. He didn't tell me to invite him to the club. He didn't tell me to show up on his podcast. He didn't do any of that shit. He just said, man, let me build trust first. Build trust. I'm patient. I have something. I think it's going to be good. Let me build the trust. Build the trust. Build the trust. Let me, let me take, don't worry about it. Uh, I'll meet you when you're able to meet. I'll meet you when you're able to meet. I'll come to you. Bruh, that's how you make it work. Women show up here. Here it is. Give it to me. People who network badly here. Here I am. Give it to me. No, 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 no. It is what it is. Uh, shout and and uh, shout out to King Guru. King Guru says, "I have tried to assemble a team of dudes to start an appliance repair business. They all shuffled and went back to driving Z Zambronis in forklifts. Dudes don't have the patience. You can build a great team of dudes, but most people are normies. Most people do not want to put in the work. They don't want to do it." Guys, um, here's the next thing, and I said this. Be prepared that if you want to become wealthy, you might go into debt, and you're going to eat plates of shit, meaning you're going to eat, you're going to scale back. Scale back. I tell you the story about when my kids dropped the In-N-Out burger. I tell you the story where I didn't have enough money for dinner. And I walked by this restaurant, and I said, one day I'm going to eat in there. Swear to God. One day, I'm going to eat in that restaurant. And that restaurant was so shitty. I finally ate in that restaurant, and I was like, wow. But I was down and out. Yes, I was at the bottom. Going through a tough time that stemmed from 
my willingness to get married. That one brought on that. That's going to be your greatest distressor if your marriage doesn't work. Even Matt Walsh says you'll destroy your life if your marriage doesn't work. So Kevin, the software tester says, thank you for this game. I finally got Final Cut Pro and I pick it up video editing quickly, looking to add a second income stream this year. Thank you, brother. And that's going to work out for you. Just keep applying yourself. It's not going to be built in a day, guys. I spent probably two years struggling, and it probably was, I want to say three years, but it probably was two years because most of the struggle came from the fact that I was getting divorced in child support. Like, I probably would have cut the time shorter if I didn't have that bullshit going on. So think about that. Before you take on relationships and children, just realize that if you try to pivot and the person doesn't pivot with you and they complicate your life, it's going to take you longer. If you're on child support, it's going to take you longer. If you have a bad woman in your life, it's going to take you longer. If you have no, if you have no overhead and no dead weight, it'll take you less time. So consider that. Marriage and relationships will set your ass back. Do not take them lightly. That's why I come on here every week. No, nobody hurt me. You know what hurt me? Is that the people close to you will sabotage you more than the people that are strangers. That's what will hurt you as a man, not relationships and not love. It is the people that said they love you that will hurt you and sabotage you. Proximity, relationship, and likeness. People who look like you, close to you, and in a relationship with you. And this is undisputed facts. Undisputed facts. Those people will sabotage you. They will throw every damn uh, trap in front of you if the shit doesn't work out. Those are the three people that will hurt you in this life. Beware, not strangers, not people who are predator, not them. No, people who look like you, people who are close to you, and people you have relationships with. Think about it. When you think about it, it'll make sense. So be careful who you be with in these situations. All right, shout out to Golden Mask. Great stream as always. Yes, indeed. Here we go. What that mean? Yep, same thing in this manosphere. The people who do you the most damage be the manosphere content creators. <laughs> All right, some of them help you, so watch who you associate with. So as you are going up the manosphere or any level of social media, the people who start throwing dirt on your name the most, the loudest people will be in the cheap seats with the lowest subscribers talking shit, talking shit, making videos about you, huh? It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio Looking at a guy out here hollering my name. Indeed. Shout out to Joe Smith. He says, I watched the Nick Bird video shaking my head. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. Shout out to Rusty. Yeah, I, I said I shouldn't have too. Shout out to Rusty Junk. CGA, you will get there. You will win. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the encouragement. And uh, thank you for the support. We got a couple more. It is what it is. Yep. Let's see here. Guys, I've been through some struggles. Don't 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 come into YouTube. Don't come into my world now and think I had it all made in the shade. And don't think cuz you know, you know, my family gave me $5,000. Don't don't ever think that, guys. I've been at the bottom. And I've been so close to the bottom that I'm not scared of it, but I know I don't want to go back. And I also know what got me there. I know what got me there. I know what mindset got me to the bottom. Ain't never going back. Ain't never going back. Love ain't worth it. No, it's not. Love ain't worth it. The, 
as I've been single, I've accumulated a lot. I've lost it, although I don't have a job. But the more single I am, the more focused I am, the more I have limited access to women, meaning I only get them to this much access, the more money I make, the better life I have, the better I am mentally. It's a no-brainer. There ain't no woman in this world that could get me back and then roll the dice on that. There's no way I know it to be opposite. Now, if you have the opposite experience, congratulations. If you have a woman that you built with and she's never stabbed you in the back and you never had divorce or child support, fine. But to me, brothers, it's a no-brainer. I'm not stressed. I'm not, I'm not discomfort. I'm not annoyed. I don't have expectations, to, unrealistic expectations to live it. I don't have her moving the bar up. Setting the bar higher. I don't have her showing up one day. I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't have her trying to get revenge. I don't have her dragging me through court. <laughs> These women are extremely rare. I don't have her asking for stuff. Asking for vacations. My expenses to go travel are a third less. Maybe two thirds. I'm peace. I'm at peace. All right. Shout out to... uh Ronald, thank you for that. And uh, he just sends my email. I don't know what happened. You didn't say anything. We're almost rounding the corner. Java says, Coach, you need Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not effing going nowhere on your soundboard. Can you hit me with the shuffling, please? Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all think it's going to be easy to bump old CGA off? Not really. <laughs> Do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay. Shout out to J. Cool says, buy, buy nothing but emotions. All right. That includes using your meat on women through emotions. Yep. Uh, emotions are great. I know we always say be unemotional, but what we're saying is don't make decisions based on your emotions. As Deion Sanders says, your emotions are not qualified to make decisions. And that's how I live life. I have emotions, but I know when they're there, they're not qualified to make decisions. As they say, and I'm dropping game on you, never make promises when you're happy and never make other decisions when you're sad. Never make decisions when you're sad. Because many times when you're happy, you'll make a lifelong decision that could cost you that you're not thinking about because you're happy at the moment. Never make a snap decision when you're sad, depressed, hurt, bitter. That's when you make a mistake. Like you're sad. You sad a girl ain't talking to you. You delete her. Now you in prison. Capital murder, right? Same thing. When you're in these emotional heights, just recognize it for what it is. Ride that shit out. Then when you come back to level emotions, then make the decision. All right, Newski says, not about to buy no clothes, shoes, minimal dating, about to stack 50K this year. Those companies you buy stuff from won't give you $1 if you need it. Also, going to put money in an account a month for my son once he gets there. Do you have any good accounts to do that with? We could probably talk about that on Money Mindset. We're kind of running slow on time. But what I will say is have a philosophy about attire that you wear if you have a brand only wear your brand or only wear brands you're associated with i kind of had that um in terms of brands that you wear uh you have to own it or buy it before you wear it this is not always but it is something that you want to think about i heard a rapper spend two to five million dollars on clothes 
but didn't own any stocks, didn't own any equity in the company. When you talk about Jordans, you better own as much equity in Jordans as you're advertising or wearing. That's the kind of philosophy I have. Because if I wear it and also own equity in the company, at least then if I encourage people to do that and wear it, I can also encourage them to buy and invest in the company to make more money. So that's an idea, guys. This is a very, very slick game. The Jimmy ZTT says we've had at least five economic opportunities to prosper since 2008. I admit I missed three of them. I plan to never let this happen again. So we've all been through these. We've been through two of, the, two of them as a group. This is going to be a new one. We're not fearing it. We're anticipating it. And when we anticipate, doesn't mean you capitalize, but we anticipate it. We know it's coming. We're not doing the, oh, I hope it doesn't come. It's coming. Right? It's coming. With that being said, when it comes, we should be going, okay, chomping at the bit. I'm ready for it. That's the point. No government name to your point about you saying boat scam. I just lost $60,000 of my hard-earned money in cash on an Amazon done-for-you store scam from a popular YouTuber and IG influencer. After two years and $60,000 invested, I made no money. Sheesh. I'm rich, bitch. It's real in the field. It's real out there. And guys, when you make more money, I don't know this from experience because I've always been broke, but it becomes more risky because there's only so much you can do with the money. <laughs> there's only so much you can do. I don't know this for a fact, but I've heard. So we're almost done. So you you make you start making money. You start buying things. You start doing this. You start investing in this. You start collecting. You start buying watches and shoes and action figures and cars and you're going to start doing that shit. Then if you keep diligent, you're still diligent and not distracted. The money still comes in. And then what happens is you're like, damn, there's leftover money. There's some more money. Now what people do is they double down on stupidity. That's when they get stupid. All right, let me, let me, let me flip this. Okay. Or let me invest in this thing here that maybe somebody that you thought trusted. Let me do that. Let me throw this away. Let me buy more clothes. You don't need more clothes. All right, let me start buying hoes. You don't need hoes. All right, let me get married. You don't need to get married. Okay, then you start finding out where you have to put. This is where you're going to get either filthy, rotten, rich, or go broke. Okay. This is where you're going to get filthy. This is this is getting rich and staying rich. Oh, FTX. Oh, that sounds great. You can 1,000x your money. You start getting people wanting to invest in them. Hey, invest in my barbershop. Invest in this thing. I have a business idea. Coach, you will blow up if you do this. Then you start doing that. Then I start throwing money here. Then I start signing bad deals. I have people pressing me to do deals. Guys, you don't realize this. This is behind the scene. And some of them, I sleep on it. I go, no. <laughs> or some of them, I wait and say, let's see how long this person's really interested. Are they desperate? Do they think there's a financial incentive for them only? Are they forcing me to sign a contract? Hey, sign this contract. Sign right here. Just do this and sign this. I have that. And I'm like, I barely know this person. <laughs> like, what the fuck? All right. And they wanted me to sign something. Then I'm like, let my lawyer see it. They'd be like, okay, cool. 
Or some of them say, let me advertise on your thing, but they don't want to put no money up. And I'm like, and give me all, you advertise it and I'll give you a percentage. Brothers, look, man. <laughs> Pay up. Pay up, please. I'm a serious dude here. I'm not playing games. I'm not playing games. Pay up. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. People do not want to play. And men, what you will find, I'm going to give y'all another jewel here. I'm going to give y'all another jewel. Anybody that has had excess money, which is dis discretionary income, I'm going to ask you something. Have you ever had a little bit of money laying around, like $500, $1,000, and you were thinking, I won't spend the money. Yeah, four-hour stream incoming. I got one more super chat. And you say, I won't spend the money. I'm going to wait until I get more money, and I'm going to stack that money. And then I'm going to stack that money. Have you ever done that? But then you saw somebody that need help you assisted them. Somebody had a service and you paid for it. You know, and then what you said was, damn, okay, I got $1,000, but this person wants $250. And you paid the $250. And then you're like, damn, that's not $250. And then $500 hit your account. $500 to hit your account. But you didn't know that $500 was about to hit. You forgot about it. You didn't know about it. But you said, you said, I guess I'll invest. And then boom, the next day, or when I was in the fitness training business, that would happen. I would be like, damn, I really don't want to spend this. I'll spend it. And then what will happen is I'll get a new client. My phone will ring. My phone will ring. What this is called, and all economies depend on this, the economy depends on people spending. And sometimes people spend and they get back. Some people times they spend and they lose. But many times what will happen is because you spent that money karma comes back. And what that is, is, and always remember this, I keep teaching you this. Treat money the way money, treat money the way you want money to treat you. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. Now, if you are an asshole with money, if you're stodgy, you're selfish, you don't pay people on time, you delay them, you owe 18 people money, guess what's going to happen to you? Money's going to treat you the exact same way. When people owe you money, they ain't going to give it back. When you have excessive debt, you ain't going to be able to climb out of the debt. You're going to find that you're in debt to other people. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. That doesn't mean spend recklessly, but that doesn't mean hold on to money. I'm just going to hold on to it and I'm going to keep it to myself. Nah, sometimes when you invest in others, others will open up and invest in you. It just happens that way. And I cannot explain it. I cannot explain it, but sometimes I, that's worked out for me so many times that I will testify to it. Now, if you've never experienced that, you might say, no, that's not going to work. Don't spend. But for some reason, for some reason, I'll be thinking, hmm, okay, I'll look at my account and I'll say, damn, it's going to be $600 less. Damn, that sucks. I'll buy it. And it's not buying something. It's investing into someone. You put the $600 down there for some reason, $1,200 will come back. Or it'll come back as a thousand, or it'll come back as a, as an even trade. Sometimes it'll just come back as two fifty, but it wasn't a six hundred dollar negative. Now it's only a four hundred dollar negative, a three hundred. For some reason, money attracts money. Some reason the law of attractions work. I cannot tell you what it is. I cannot tell you what it is, but that shit happens all the time.
<laughs> I don't know what that is. Somebody might be able to know it. Somebody says the scripture says, cast your bread upon the water so it will return to you. It is a, it is a, but I think you have to have something valuable so that money can return. But for some reason, dude, that law of attractions with money, this is how the rich keep getting richer. This is how it happens. The rich keep getting richer. And you say, how does that work? You make money, then you start going to places, and then they give you free shit. <laughs> and then you can't even spend the money. For some reason, it works like that. You start getting to a different echelon, people start giving you shit. You're like, wait a minute. They start lowering the interest rate. Oh, you have money and a good credit score. Now you don't have to pay as much in financing. How does that work? Guys, start living this. You guys got to start thinking this out, man. Sometimes that shit works out, and you're just like, I don't know how it worked, but it worked. Anyway, you can't give it away fast enough. But don't trust me on this one. Money moves. Money is an action. Money is not a thing. Money is an action. Money moves. Money money is an action word. It is definitely not a word that is tangible. You got to you got to make money move like this. Anyway, let me see some my chances fell behind on a few lies, so I'm still catching up. Here to always drop that fire for us, a small piece of my con continued support toward the family kangaroo court fund. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. And uh, let me make sure we have it. But people who tr treat money as a thing, they will lose. Many people who treat money as an action, they'll win. And I'm just making this shit up as I go. If you treat money as a thing, you're going to lose. You don't understand it. But money is an action thing. It is always fluid. It's always making decisions. It always do. It is a miracle. Once you get to that point, it will start getting easy. By the way, I lost my job. I don't, I don't have anything. Shout out to the Jimmy ZTT for that sponsorship. I'm rich, All right. He says this stream needs sponsorships. Thank you, man. Thank you for sponsoring. And look, we're going to get back to that debauchery in a minute. Let me check Cash App. We got everybody on PayPal. Hit the, hit the like button as you exit the day show. And hopefully you got at least one bit of information that you can learn from. And if you want to continue to invest yourself, click the links, Patreon and PayPal. The links are in the description box below. Patreon and locals. All right. We got everybody. Let me check Venmo one more time. And on the way out, shout out to the coach gang. And we'll be back tonight. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.